Welcome back to the How Do You Health podcast brought to you by MSW Nutrition. My name is Allison here in Austin, Texas with you and your co-hosts for the show are always Nurse Doza and Tex-Mex Yogi, or you can call them John and Baldo, but they usually go by those names. (laughs) We're very excited for this week's episode. He is actually the first guest we've had on three times now. He's a great friend of the podcast and it's always a really interesting conversation with him. But before I introduce him... This podcast is brought to you by MSW Nutrition. MSW Nutrition is a supplement line designed to help support your body in as many ways as possible, starting with the liver. By helping to repair liver health, you're supporting your body's biggest detox organ so that it can do its job taking care of the rest of you. We carry supplements to help with mood, stress, energy, weight loss, gut health, immunity, and much more. Any product carrying the MSW Nutrition label will be produced in an FDA-certified lab and contain the most bioavailable version of those nutrients possible. Make sure to check out our website at www.mswnutrition.com to see all the latest stacks to help you reach your health goals. This podcast is also brought to you by Athletic Outcomes. Athletic Outcomes is Austin's boutique wellness studio focusing on functional fitness and sports recovery. Located in Southeast Austin, AO provides services such as personal training, group classes, pre- and postnatal training, nutrition coaching, massage therapy, chiropractic, recovery compression boots, and MSW lounge vitamin shots. It's your one-stop shop for health and fitness. Check them out on social media at Athletic Outcomes to stay up to date with their events and programs. This podcast is produced by Flabs to Fitness, Inc. Flabs to Fitness is an online wellness company that specializes in mindful eating, personalized workout programs, and offers a subscription workout program for 20-minute workouts you can do anywhere. We also have a brand new online workout community called Online Workout Badasses, where we have three donation-based Zoom workout classes a week and an amazing community of people who are all working to be healthier together. Please join below in the show notes. It's also a social media content firm for creation and scheduling of content and engagement with your fans on a variety of platforms, including this podcast. Find out more about Flabs to Fitness at www.flabstofitness.com. This week's How Do You Health podcast guest is Keith Norris. He's the co-founder of PaleoFX, and he works with ID Life Wellness as well. He is a serial entrepreneur based in Austin, and they have been dealing with some interesting things uh, since this whole coronavirus stuff hit. Uh, PaleoFX was scheduled to hit around 10,000 attendees in their normally April event. They initially pushed it back to July, and now they've had to move it to a fully virtual event this year. So we're going to get into that, as well as what is on the books for the coming years where no one's really sure what's going to happen when it comes to live events after all of this. So very excited to share this conversation with you. Keith and Baldo and John always get into a lot of cool conversations and this one is no exception. Here is Keith Norris on the How Do You Health podcast. All right, guys, welcome to the How Do You Health podcast. This is our second sheet today. We had a really good one this morning. Uh, but we get to do part three, part three with Keith Norris. And uh, I don't know, we got some fun stuff to talk about. And uh, uh, he's the co-founder or founder of PaleoFX. And, of course, we've got Nurse Doza, um, Tex-Mex Yogi. Let's, uh, we, we already started the conversation, so now I'm just kind of like trying to pick up. So let's, let's continue this. Yeah. Right on. And we had a great conversation rolling right when I walked in the front door. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, you just kind of jump into it. Uh, Keith is a good friend of ours, third time on. I think that's probably like your leading, 
you're, yeah, yeah, you're, yeah, you're, you're right now. Yeah, uh, what is like Alec Baldwin for Senate Live or yeah. something has the record, right, right? So you're right there, so man. You gave me a little extra in the shot while I go, right? That's right. Yeah, awesome. that's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> we just, uh, oh, by the way, we just completed our third year uh, last Friday or yeah. on the 15th. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. So, so from an entrepreneur standpoint, actually, I was I was really hyped about this the other day because I was talking about it and um, they know you. And I forgot who it was because everyone knows you, right? You know everyone. And uh, they were like, what is it about Keith? I was like, well, from an entrepreneur standpoint, there's several people that you can talk to that have a mindset mm. that you do to be able to bounce ideas back and forth in such a way to where the conversation takes you in ways that you think about things differently. Yeah. Right. And and I told them there was a prime example. You remember last time we all meet, met, it was for coffee. Uh, was it Patika? Yeah, right, Patika. We were in the yeah, yeah, right. So, so it was crazy because at the time, me and Baldo, we were, we were you know still growing as a business and we still are, but we were stressed. And I was like, man, I got to get out of this. Like, we got to do something. He's like, well, I was talking to Michelle and Keith. They want to have coffee. I was like, oh, hell yeah. Like, let's do that. Like, yeah. so we broke away from it. And it was great because, of course, you know, Keith, they're like, well, you should read this book. Have you read this book? Have you seen this app? And I like, guess like badass because I'm like, all right, cool. Well, they're tools, right? That's all they are. It's like, take these tools, do something with them. And maybe it makes your mind sharp enough to where that idea finally comes to you and you remove the blockage. You're like, okay, this is what I needed to do to fix the problem or maybe create the solution, right? right? And that, and so <clears throat> I was talking to someone earlier about what it is, like as far as, I mean, the meaning of life almost, right? To share experiences and knowledge and wisdom and tools with other people with the hopes that it gets them through their life. Right, dude, I, you know, Bruce Lee, um, of course, everybody thinks of Bruce Lee first as being kind of the, uh, the cheesy, you know, 70s actor and doing the martial arts films, right? Yeah. But what many people don't realize is he was a phenomenal and incredible philosopher. And, and if you ever dive deep into any of Bruce Lee's writings, it, they are amazing. On top of, yes, he was a martial artist beyond no one could touch him and his whole philosophy was was to take bits and pieces of different schools of different martial martial arts philosophies and put them together in a, such a way that worked best for him yeah and worked best for him in a particular situation right so he wasn't beholden to any one school yeah. right so he wasn't you know he wasn't the judo guy. Did he know judo? Yeah, he did. He wasn't the karate guy. Did he know karate? Yeah, he did. And all of the other schools too, but he just kind of put it all in this mix. And entrepreneurship is the same way, man. Yeah. And even when it comes to philosophies of different entrepreneurs that you look at, the thing is you can't copy exactly what they did. Yeah, no. Because number one, you're not them. All right. And number two, you're not living their life and yeah. in the situation where they created whatever it is that they're famous for creating. That's right. Right? You can only look at it like themes and actions, but you have to actually put that into practice in your situation with your business, with your clientele, with your skills and all of that. So, um, so yeah, all of this is just very, very important to grab the tools, to grab the knowledge, to grab this, that, and then the other, but it comes down to the entrepreneur to be able to put that weave all together and actually roll it out and make yeah. it work. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I like hearing that too because like sometimes people will ask us or bring, or even just like whenever you're feeling like one of those like, ah, oh, are we doing the right things kind of deal. Right. Uh, it's like, 
competitors right or Mm -hmm. like people doing the same thing that we are or whatever and then it feels like is that is that going to be a strain on your business and it's like well this is our journey like they're not doing it doesn't feel like competitor because ours is different right we're doing completely i don't know what they're doing like maybe the maybe the bags look the same but Mm -hmm. i guarantee you they're not the same thing and that could be great too and i don't don't know if it's not if it is or it isn't but but it doesn't feel like that it feels like well this is my journey and i'm going to make it whatever it is that i want to make it well you know and when you talk about having competitors i always go back to the idea of whenever whenever you talked about uh, Howard Schultz is a little while ago. Maybe. Yeah. I don't yeah, know if yeah, it was yeah. before yeah, we started. Yeah, yeah, it was just before, yeah. Um, Masterclass. Right, okay. Yeah. Um, so Howard Schultz, and Howard Schultz, by the way, was uh, the CEO at Starbucks um, back in 2008 when Michelle and I probably went through our big existential crisis during uh, when we actually got booted out of the nest and became entrepreneurs. But uh, it's just <laughs> weird to think back about Howard Schultz. And, and Michelle worked for a uh, company that built Starbucks up and down the southeast coast for Howard Schultz. Um, so anyway, there's that There's that time. Yeah. Um, crap, I can't even remember where I was going to go with it. Oh, so the people thought that Starbucks would actually kill the mom-and-pop coffee shops. Yeah. Right? They were going to yeah. be like the Walmart that came that. in and just crushed everybody. Yeah. And what happened was, what happened? You open a Starbucks on one corner, and you see this all the time. Right around the corner would be a mom-and-pop coffee shop. So putting that Starbucks there actually created an opportunity for a mom and pop shop to come in. Why? Because they're different. They're not Starbucks. Correct. Right. And they made it because they're unique. They, you know, they have the feel of the city, whatever city they're in. And I get it because when I travel and I don't know, like I'm in an airport or whatever, or maybe I'm just, you know, cruising through a city and I don't know anybody to ask. I have no other, I'll go to a Starbucks, right? Because they're reliably consistent they might not be great but they're oh, reliably I say the same consistent thing. Yeah. oh that's i say exactly the but same thing have i i could count the number of times on one hand that i've been to a starbucks here in yeah. austin yeah correct yeah, right because i know the coffee shops around here i know the unique little this yeah. that and the other i, don't, I have no need for a starbucks. well for me anytime i travel is like i eventually go to a starbucks i do try to visit the other ones and whatnot but but at some point, well, especially overseas, because well, because I drink a lot of coffee, so it's just like they never, serve, <laughs> they never serve enough coffee. Yes, and so it's like, a, all right, I'm going to Starbucks because I know I can get a big ass cup of bang. coffee. <laughs> I love Europe except for that. Yeah, <laughs> coffee detox. It's like, can I have like three, a triple? Like I don't understand. <laughs> well, I, we talked about it before, and we joke around with it because. I I'm not a coffee connoisseur. Like I I don't drink anymore. I drink I think the the boost actually the Slenderitas because it's good caffeine. It doesn't make me hyper and I anxious, totally right? You, man. But what's interesting is uh, when he would go and travel and he come back and I was like, so what coffee places do you go to? He said, well, I would go to Starbucks because all the other places they weren't they weren't very good. You know, I'm right. like, well, that's crazy. So like you travel the world and you go over to Starbucks. And he's like, well, yeah, of course. Uh, why wouldn't I? And and I thought about it. And since I don't go to Starbucks really, I was like, well, all right. And he's like, well, here's what happens: is they remember me because usually if I go there a couple of times, their job is like they're gonna. Well, yeah, like if you're standing at Airbnb and you go to that Starbucks, the next day they remember you. They remember you, right? Yep. So they write your name on the cup, right? So that takes it one step further. Right. Seeing that on there, right? That little added touch, it's mine. Yep. That's my cup of coffee. Believe right? me, they know this. They yeah. know this. We and talked about beautiful. social engineering a while ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To that, yeah. That's the flip side of it. Well, right? yeah. but see, and that's the marketing genius behind yes. it because if you, it, the, the system and it doesn't cost anything. It doesn't cost <laughs> anything, but the system is the same no matter what business application right right it's customer service yep 
And so that idea is like, okay, so one, they already know my name. My names are on the, on the cup. Two, you go there. He said, I can go to any bathroom and any Starbucks around the world and it's clean. Yep. Yep. And he goes, standard, like a standard. And that's a huge deal, yep. right? Then third, I they think have Wi-Fi? They have Wi-Fi. Wi-Fi. <laughs> and he goes, they're going to leave me alone. Right. Like, he goes, hands down, I have a place to hang out for, like, any time I need to. I yep. find a Starbucks, I'm going to be left alone. <clears throat> right. Right? They'll leave a homeless guy alone until somebody complains about it, right. really. Like, that's really what happens. So that type of mentality, and then hearing this guy, and Schultz, I ate it up. There was the first guy I listened to on Masterclass. It was all the way through. Just because his approach to the whole thing, it's customer, customer, customer. You're a business. You have no business without a customer. Mm-hmm. A and cust- the way you take care of your customers first is by taking care of your employees, right? right? The, and yep. that's, and that's, that's the interface. And yeah. he talked about that, which is incredible because, like, it gives me all these ideas. Like, so I look at what does it take to make sure that your employees are healthy enough to be productive, right? And so in the transition as we go along, like, we're going to have more employees. We're going to have staff. We're going to, like, say, like, well, how would we take care of them if we would offer them health insurance? Right. Right. And we have a whole another aspect of what that looks like. Mm-hmm. Right. Because that means we're partnering with like flotation devices. Right. Saunas. And like we're doing like cryo and we're doing all kinds of really cool things to where it incorporates like a total holistic approach to, to the way we treat our bodies. A business has every capability of doing that. Mm-hmm. And the cool thing is that from a business perspective, you might be too close to it because you don't know what's going on you know, in the outside world that you just focus on the business and you're like, I'm stuck on this, I'm stuck on this. I sit there and talk to y'all. It's like, just read this book. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, all right, I'll read this book. I'll read this book. I'm like, all right, that's cool. I see it now. That makes sense. All right, cool. I'm going to apply it. And then it happens. And the interesting thing is someone told us one time, like, you guys kind of get shit done. And I say, like, well, why wouldn't you? Like, I don't get it. Like, what are you waiting for? Like, I'm through with, like, the dream board. Like, I'm writing it down, and one day it's going to happen. Like, what are you waiting for? Got to actually put it into practice, yeah. man. That's, uh, that, that's been my saying forever, theory to practice. I love theory. I'll hang out, drink tequila with you. We'll talk, <laughs> we'll talk theory, but tomorrow something's going to have yeah. to be done. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's not a pipe dream here. Like, right. we're talking about, like, you're going to do something tomorrow. You start that. You form this. You say, all right, I'm going to write this down. Boom. We're doing it. And you kind of got to see where it needs to go. And one of the cool things that even in, as if we're talking entrepreneur, one of the cool things was that it's a calculated risk, mm-hmm. right? And Schultz talked about that. And I think it's great because it brings up a good point, something we've always thought about. From a bootstrapping standpoint, you have to take a calculated risk. If you're even a, a big giant, you have a bunch of investor money, you have to take a calculated risk. Everything is risk. Everything's so risk. So here's a book for you. Write this right? one down. Thinking in Bets. Okay. I think her, her name is Annie... Doyle, maybe, but Thinking in Bets is definitely the book. Um, and she goes over and over and over about how life is not chess. People people like to equate life to chess, but it's not chess because a computer can figure out, it doesn't matter what the configuration is on the board, there is one best move. Yeah. And that can be calculated. That's why computers are great at, at playing chess because there's one move that can be calculated. Life, in fact, is Texas Hold'em. Because A, random deal of the cards. Yep. And I don't know what he's thinking, what he's got, and if he is actually going to make the right play or not. Yep. Right? And it's all this back and forth, and it's all this, and it's all probability. And it's all, that's what life is because it throws probability at you. And everything is like that. So 
and I and I've gotten into the habit of when people ask me, you know, what do you think about you know, um, do you do I have any like yes no black white on off you know and I'm like no. I might be 99% leaning one way, but there's always that 1% the other way. That's, that is life. You just don't know because even the if, probability. Because even if there's a mistake that you made. Yes. And then it's like. We talked about preconceived biases. But it's like. That was my, like, I don't know where you're at. Like, what I tried might work for you. Like, right. You know, like, exactly. So I can't tell you no. Right. Like, I mean. <laughs> hello, we're living in COVID yeah. <laughs> territory yeah. right now. Yeah. Two months ago. I mean, if someone would have come to me two months ago and say, hey, dude, let me tell you what's going to happen. In eight weeks, this yeah. is where you're going to be. I'd be like, kid, what? What are you smoking, dude? Give me some of that first. But no, where did that idea come from? I, For the people who may or may not know, Keith is, is part of what PaleoFX is. It's an event. It's once a year. It's a huge event. Yeah. It's going to be the biggest one. It's a community. It's the coolest party for health people. And a bunch of people who want to be healthy and people who are healthy. It's just, it's a party. It's a health party. Right. And it's probably one of the biggest ones in the world. Right. This year is going to be bigger. And so it we. It is, in fact, the, the largest of its kind in the world. Yeah. Event. That's, right. And see, that's the thing. It's right in our backyard. Yep. It's right in your backyard. It's right in the street from your house. Right. It like, is. it's so cool. <laughs> right. And so it's like all our friends get to go and hang out and then we get to be more friends around the world. And it's a bummer for our standpoint because we've been a part of it now. This will be our third year. And it, it's it's one of those things where people come together, not so much for the idea of we're talking health. That's the common that's the common like interest among everyone. Right. Right. Everyone's interested in health. The thing is like, well, what's your background? What do you do? Right. right? And so it's like, well, I'm in tech, I'm in business, I'm in real estate. Everyone like, I'm has in, a different application of how they use that health. Right? Yeah. So, so it's right. another it's so it's another tool that you're going to be sharing when you bring a collective thought process together. Right. And uh, I know, like last year, you know, Future Frontiers. I know we you didn't get to go because you were out like being a badass, like on a mountain and shit, right? Like, weren't you? Oh, that's right. Like, was you riding or something, <laughs> yes, right? Because I know was it was my 500 mile bike ride. Yeah, right. So, so that that was supposed to go on last weekend as well. Right. And that was yeah. gonna be at the same spot that y'all are gonna be at. Yep. And it's cool because you and Future Frontiers, y'all are, like, if for anyone who's listening. Uh, when it is available, please go to it because it's two of the coolest events you can go to. I love like, I, yeah, like That's they're they're event. amazing and 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 it's in our backyard, right? So that just kind of passed, and we were thinking that I was like, okay, well, what does this look like going forward? The idea is you still have collective minds that think so positive, and have so much of a, a word to spread mm-hmm. that the platform's there. Like you know, when I was talking with Allison about it, she's like, oh yeah, well, we you know we did online before. Right. Like we did online. I mean, that we built that already. That's how it started. Yep. Yeah. Right. So this is nothing new for you. Right. So the other aspect of it from an entrepreneur standpoint is you think about, I love built to last. Yeah. Right. Okay. One of my favorite, he introduced me to it and, uh, actually his other book, I didn't really like it. Do you still have that? Yeah, I okay. do have it. Built to last, <laughs> one of my favorites. And, uh, and he talked about like IBM and, and Merck and Boeing and all the big ones that have lasted over a hundred years, 150 years. You have to weather the storm yep. because it's times like this where you say, well, how are we going to make it? Right. And no one's really feeling sorry for you. At first, you're going to have the people that kind of maybe like kind of support you and all that. But at the same time, it's like I heard about people that have a recession proof job. That's, there's no such thing there. Maybe or maybe not. Mm-hmm. The idea is, is it the person themselves? Correct. 
right, that has the ability to adapt to whatever situation. You say, Baldo, I, I love what he always says. He's like, give me what the problem is. That way I can figure out a solution. Right. Yeah. Right. Just tell me what the, the situation is. boundaries, right? Yeah. Very entrepreneurial outlook, right? That's what entrepreneurs do. Yeah. Right? Well, because sometimes problems. We'll, we'll be discussing things and then it's like, oh, no, but I don't think we can do that. It's like, well, then we could do this. It's like, oh, we don't think we can do that. And I was like, look, just tell me, just let's find out what we can't do so that I can figure out what we can do. <laughs> and it's a, it's a lot like improv, right? So yeah. when you're in the brainstorming, and this is one thing that, that whenever we brainstorm at PaleoFX, it's improv. You can't say no. You can say yes and, but you, for this for this purpose, you can't say no. You just roll with it, roll yep. with it, roll with it. We'll go back and edit and get out the craziness later yep. and do all that later. But um, that is why improv is such a great tool for people because you can't say that. That's the one rule. You can't say no. Yeah. yeah. I have to get with what you give me. I have, I've got to do something with it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's. I have a friend that I kind of grew up in the business with Cutco. That uh, they have uh, like their motivational speakers, her and her partner, and uh, it's all improv. Like yeah. they'd be a fun people to, to, to have around. Oh, it's totally. Um, now when it now okay, so the, there's a theory part. All right. right. We're having the brainstorming. We're all doing right. the improv. Okay. At some point, there's got to be the okay. We've got all that on the whiteboard. Now let's pff, reality. Is that going to work? Why or why not? Is that going to work? Why, why not? Is yeah. that going to work? Why, why not? And then you start filtering out. But I guarantee you, you're going to have ideas on that whiteboard that you were like, huh, wow, all right. Would have never thought about that. Would have n- because my internal editor would have said, nah, 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 nah that's nah. stupid. Nah, yeah. that's, right? But see, someone else sees it. And that's why we have the brain. <clears throat> I'm telling you right now, the coolest thing that we ever did as a business was every Sunday night, we had a we had a car, uh, a meeting in the garage, yeah. and me and him just talked, and we just threw ideas out. It's like, what if this? What if this? What if this? And we would write, and I would always have to say, we're gonna have to write this down because this is a really good idea. I don't know where it's gonna be at right now, but we have to write this down because later it'll probably come to us. The idea is that you plant a bunch of seeds. This is yeah. one of the things we went with. We're gonna mm-hmm. plant a bunch of seeds, see which one grows. If you happen to be fortunate enough to get a bunch that grow. That's what I think a real business should start off with. And so if you were to start off a business and somebody comes in and says, all right, well, if I have this idea, what kind of services should I offer? How many, mm-hmm. right? What products, how many products should I offer? I would say, well, like, you know, keep it short and sweet, but like just guess the first time because you're going to guess hopefully right with most of them. You're not going to know what the person's looking for. Right. And it's really hard from a marketing standpoint to understand that – most people just buy mirrors, right? So they'll basically have, buy a pain point. You don't know what it is yet. Mm-hmm. But if you look at the trend, we're all looking for the same thing, right? So I look at an entrepreneur standpoint and say, well, what service will always offer some benefit to this customer? And if you modify our health service, you modify your speaking engagement mm-hmm. to where it benefits this person, they're always going to see value in it, right? If it becomes part of their life to where it, it betters them. Right, then they're going to say this is part of it. I mean, I bought master masterclass. We were talking about that, right? Right. Like instead, now I haven't been listening to as much music. I because I get to listen to that. Right. Yeah. Right. Like to sit here and it's like that's cool, and and you learn, you pass along. You got this in 
Hello there, Vitamizers. I hope you're enjoying the show. Wanted to drop in really quickly and share what our July sales special is. For this month only, when you're listening to the podcast in July 2020, you can get 20% off any subscription for the life of the subscription when you choose an item to subscribe to on the MSW Nutrition website. That means if you go to our website and choose whatever products you would like to get on a recurring basis without having to come to the store and reorder it month to month, we just auto ship it to you every single month or whatever it is that works best for you. You choose your timeline. You get 20% off each of those purchases for the lifetime that you keep that subscription active when you start it this month. So if you've been eyeing one of those products or you've been using one for a while and you want to get a great discount on it for the life of your subscription, go ahead and go to MSW Nutrition's store right now. That link is in our podcast description and subscribe to whatever products you would like and we'll honor this discount discount code for the life that you keep that subscription active. Thank you so much for listening to the How Do You Health podcast, and here we are, back to the show. Y'all, I guess at this point right now, you have done online stuff, right? But, I mean, tell me, like, honestly, where are you going to be at? Because, like, you're going to do paleo, but where are you going to be at? Like, what's your plan? Well, so my love, and the whole reason we got into events was I love being around people. Right. I, that's my thing. I just, and I like, I love events. I love being around like-minded people and do, doing cool shit with like-minded people. That's yeah. my, that's my reason for being, um, it just so happens that, Oh, cool. You can actually keep a roof over your head yeah. by, you know, putting on events. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. You can, um, it's not easy. No, no events are no, easy. No. Um, in any kind of show production is dicey work. It, I don't care if you're putting on, a, a, a fucking EDM show or what I mean it's dicey yeah. right because there's so many variables and when we get back to thinking in bets when you look at that from a business perspective you're like huh those are a lot of variables I don't know that that's a good business model because <laughs> yeah. there's so many variables so it the is. only reason you go into it is because you love it you're like yeah I, I know a lot of variables but a it's lot of stuff it. can go south but I love doing it so yeah. you know, whatever so I'm willing to take the risk um, so so there's that so so that part of me is hurting right now because I'm not able to do that to the extent I want to do it. Do I still have my tribe, my group of people that we that we meet with and hang out with? Yes, and that's freaking cool. But I don't get to do the big show and be around all those people, which sucks. Okay, what now? So, yeah. so then, okay, back up. Um, Keith can figure out a way to get that met some kind of way. That's cool. Yep. Um, but now Keith, and, and I say Keith, it's Keith and Michelle. Now yep. Keith and Michelle have, you know, 25 employees. Now what are we going to do about keeping them gainfully employed and get them through this storm? Because we see this, they're our family. Yeah. I yeah. mean, when we bring somebody on, they are our family. Yep. And they remain family even after they move on and to go to do other things. Oh, yeah. It's like Allison. Oh, yeah. I mean, I oh, yeah. consider Allison family. Mm. And so we really go, we bend over backwards to look after them, even before Michelle and I. Um, and I'm not saying that for to pat us on the back or anything like that, but that's really how we consider them. So that said, you back up and you go, okay, what are we going to do now with the tools that we have to keep these people employed? Um, so, you know, the, the natural thing is online offerings. What does that look like? 
What are we going to do? What is it that people want? We don't want to just sell widgets and think. We want to offer people something that they value. Yep. Right? And we think we have a couple things in the works. Um, and we constantly canvas our, um, our tribe to see what it is they want. Um, but it's a hard thing, right? It's hard to, it's hard to predict. And it's doubly hard for us because Michelle's the same way. It's doubly hard for us because the online thing is not our natural niche, right? That's yep. just not – our thing is live events, man. Yeah, we man. love doing it. Yep. But um, – and we will eventually. I am confident that we will eventually get back to some form of live event. I would love to say that it's going to be another 8,000-person event right out of the gate next year. But I don't know that. I don't know what it's going to look like. Um, so we're just going to – you know, we're going to give our tribe what we what we think they want as best we can, um, and we're going to roll on. And, you know, we talked before that and Michelle and I have been here before. We've had to completely reinvent ourselves before. Um, we had to come out of the 2008 housing crisis, and, you know, at that point, we were in corporate America, and both of us kind of got taken out at the knees at that point. Um got very close to bankruptcy at that point, lost a daughter along the way in an auto accident. I mean, it was just hell for a couple of years. And you know what? We're still here. We survived that. Yeah. And, you know, we're stronger for it. We're anti-fragile, to steal the term from the Salim. We're anti-fragile from that. So the specter of any kind of financial collapse to us is just kind of a yawn, to tell you the truth. I mean, it's not a big deal. Um, we've been there. We've done that. And so... And we know we can survive it no matter what. But what does scare me is in 2008, it was Keith and Michelle. Now it's Keith and Michelle and 25 of our closest family members. Yeah. Right. So it's a different story, um, which puts a little bit more pressure on us to be able to perform. But we, you know, we have we, we have faith for lack of a better for lack of a better term. We're like, if if it is meant to be, it will be. Yeah. Because we're swinging for the fences, and we always do. Of course. And if not, we will reinvent, and we'll figure a way through it. Y'all are yeah. creative. Y'all are yeah. some of the most creative folks because you got here in the first place. You created this whole thing out of nothing anyway. It, I mean, you <laughs> did. You really did. Was, yeah. You did. And it, it yeah. was at a time when you were at your lowest. Right. Right? So you did that then. You put your... I mean, this is this is a testament to you. I have no doubt that you're going to adapt, and you're going to create. The thing is because you're a connector. Yep, yeah, right. Uh, and and this is the thing is that when you look at a tribe, you look at a community, right? And and what I'm fortunate enough is I'm thankful for your friendship and Michelle's friendship because it welcomed us into this tribe, this community, where essentially if you put connectors in a room together, they're going to bring together all their friends who are awesome, right? And it's like you just got to meet all these people. Yep. And if you're in the room together, you're bound to meet, you're bound to create, you're bound to talk, and you're bound to like like – Wow, like what about this? Because here's the thing. One of the most re biggest reasons why I think I love y'all and the ability to create whatever mm -hmm. community is out there is that when you get those people together, it is this magical thing to where you want to be – it's like a club almost, right? And everyone's invited. And you only want to be in that room because you know you're not the smartest person in that room. Yep. And it's the coolest thing. Every single time I've, like, hung out in a room with you, 
I think you can probably say the same thing too, right? Like, oh, I, I purposely curate the rooms to where I am not, which is not hard to do, I will say. <laughs> it's not hard to do. I purposely curate the room where I am not the smartest person in the room. I mean, I, yeah, I, my favorite thing is getting super smart people together that I go, oh, you need to know and yeah. you guys need to, yeah. Can, yeah. and just kind of kick back and just go, wow. It's awesome. That out. It's better than being, it's like a matchmaker on a whole nother level. Yeah. 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 Right. Because you yeah. know, like whatever baby comes out of that really is right. going to be like a, a birth of a business, a birth right. of a creation, an idea. And you're like, and I didn't even have to do anything. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. It's just like, hey, you, it's like you. I helped create that. I didn't do anything. And what I noticed, I honestly say Paleo FX made us. And I, I, I keep saying it. I knew it going in there because the first year we were there, we got to meet so many people. And so many wonderful people. And in the health and wellness world, you have so many people who just want to help you, hmm? right? Entrepreneurs right. just genuinely want to help you. And I say that because anyone that's in the health and wellness world, there's an entrepreneur. Because unlike medicine, it's not covered through this government-run agency. So you have to create your job yep. out of thin air. Yep. And basically present yourself, your passion, your philosophy, why you want to help other people. And show results. And show results. Right. Otherwise, you're Otherwise, SOL. Yeah, SOL. Because <laughs> yeah. the thing is, you have a bunch of smart people right. who do their research, who are just as smart as you. If not smarter, they're going to question and be skeptical. Like you said earlier, right? I want to be skeptical. That's your God-given right. That's your <laughs> yes. American right to be skeptical. And I got three doses of it when I came out of the, that, out of the shoot. That's <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. And so if that's the case, then you provide an opportunity to say, not only am I going to put you in a room with someone who is going to challenge your way of thinking, right? But you're going to connect to them in ways to where it makes you a better person. Right. That's value upon value upon if you attend a Paleo FX concert, uh, can I say concert, festival, <laughs> it's kind of like a concert sometimes. Yeah, if you attend it, then you're going to be better because of it. Right. That's, That's exactly cool, what we want. Right. And yeah. so you can create that anywhere, right? Whether it's online, whether it's physically there. Yeah. I mean, if you say, I have an online event, you know, we're going to look at it, we're going to attend it, we're going to say what's out there, right? Because if I have to look at it through a phone and that's my means of communication with y'all, then I guess so. I'm going to listen to it. And right. that's what I'll run with in my earphones. Right. Like, you know, like I mean, my earbuds and all that stuff. So and we do just to give you an idea of what the larger picture looks like for us. And this, this was the, the blueprint from years back. We're just kind of fast tracking there right now. It was to become a health and wellness media platform. Yep. Right. Podcast shows, you name it across across the board with a alternative health focus if you want to call it alternative, alternative. is that even a thing anymore right it's that's not, that used to yeah. be that was like 15 <laughs> years yeah, ago right. that's right yeah yeah um true health true health yes thank you yes um, <laughs> i like that but that's eventually what we wanted to get to was that type of platform who oh by the way just happened to have this badass event every year where people yeah. come together and throw down and party and it's you know burning man meets health and wellness that kind of thing yep. um <laughs> which, which speaking of that that's probably my second heartache this year number one was the, you know the whole thing with paleo fx and the covid thing but when burning man canceled <laughs> i think that was the second dagger in my heart yeah, was like, like, no, that was the second thought too it was like wait oh. wait wait oh that too no but it's in the desert Right, right. <laughs> I think that's where you would go to. Like, it's 120 degrees out right. there. I think nothing's gonna survive right. out there. We gotta survive 
right there, right? <laughs> yeah, um, I yeah, get it. If there's any safe spot anywhere, you would think it would be in Black Rock City. Yeah. There when it's, yeah. But, yeah, that was a uh, yeah, total drag. Well, imagine that maybe that's the new paler that comes out, right? It's yeah. like, that's what we're going to do now. We're just going to have this badass part of Big Ben or something. Dude, I'm telling you, we, Michelle <laughs> and I, and, and people look at us like, well, you guys might just pull it off. I don't know, but we have talked for so many years about so Flipside is a regional burn here in Austin, right? I, okay. I don't know if your listeners know anything about the, how the Burning Man uh, idea is set up, but uh, there, there's, there's a big Burning Man that takes place in Nevada every year, and there's satellite events that take place around the world um, under that same under the same theme of Burning Man, and there's uh, small regional, they call them regional burns, um, Austin you know who who would have guessed this right. austin has like the largest regional burn of course of anywhere hell yeah um, <laughs> and we have been trying for years to merge the two like paleo effects one weekend next weekend is the flip, it's called flip side here in austin um and to have flip side right next to us but it's yeah. just we're kind of locked into our time they're kind of locked into their time sure. and although in theory we're like yes oh yeah yeah that would be like awesome it's just well, let's just create a second one between all, all, all of us well yeah we'll do it honestly <laughs> well, I mean, we, were gonna, we were gonna do it anyway so we we got the booth that was right in the middle of the back yeah like where y'all were gonna have this this the speakers oh, we had some like great plans major. for this we year. were gonna have like a huge bar set up and then you could do all experiences. the ideas and experiences like I'm totally so down. Yes. so what i'm saying like in fact actually i was at uh, a really cool uh retreat this past i think weekend last weekend it was out in kerrville by, by that area and they have a whole campground Swiss, social distancing. it even abides by whatever tier they're on oh wow and okay. so they're like yeah like you can do pretty much whatever you want and it was cool because it's one of those things where you can still have a good time you do your social distancing if you need to and all that stuff mm -hmm. too but it's the interaction that you're looking at because like i said before it's the experience it is. that's all you're wanting I had an experience every time I I have an experience every time I talk to you. I have a good conversation. I didn't realize how great of a conversation we yeah. had even before all this started. Right, right? But right. it was badass. <laughs> and I know that's going to be accounted for every time we meet because whenever we talk, I talk to Baldo, it's meaningful, right? Because there's something behind it. There's an intent. There's, there's good heartedness. There's sincerity. There's authenticity. The idea is that you want to talk to somebody that fuels your creative mind to come up with new ideas because you never turn it off, right? Like you never turn it off. If you're a connector, which you are, it's cool because I'm always leaning towards you and Michelle and your family and your tribe, our tribe, to always hold space for us to be able to create. Mm. And that's gone on ever since even two months ago started. Like I know all of us have been doing all our things to do, to take care of ourselves, to be healthier coming out of this. Right. Yeah. And as a business owner, you've had to modify. So you modify your workouts. Like, yeah. I don't know. Have you been working out? I have been, yeah, it, it, which is a, a whole other subject we can go on. So yeah. have not been in a gym for two months. Yeah. And the gyms are now open, apparently. I yeah, just, they are. They just, yeah, they open this week. And I could kind of care less right now, to tell you <laughs> the truth. I have shifted. So thank you, coronavirus. <laughs> and I, I've made a couple of posts like this, like, thank you for breaking me out of a rut. Because I was in a People fall in ruts. Yeah. I do too. Yeah. And I was in a lift heavy shit rut yeah. for a, the longest period of time. And then that came to an end yeah. abruptly. And I was like, you know, for the first week, I was really pissed off. I was like, <laughs> damn it with this. And I thought, okay, well, I can either 
stay pissed off about this or I can figure out what to do. Yeah. And so, you know, I threw up some TRX bands under, under my house. I have a porch with, um, uh, rafters and I've hung TRX bounds here. I've been on my bike. I've been out the park. I've been, I've been doing more body weight stuff and have felt better, better yep. for yeah. it than I did when I was in the military. And I had to do the same thing. I couldn't lift weights in the military. So I had to figure out a way to do it. Yeah. Um, when you're on a nine month deployment and you're worried about your health, you figure out a way to do it. And I figured out a way to do it here, which was cool. So I'm all, I'm ever the optimist yeah. Even in the middle of all this, um, I'm not automatically optimistic because, like I said, I was pissed off that when the gym closed, I was, you know, I, I was not a, a fit person to be around. Yeah. In fact, Michelle was like, "You better figure this out because this is this is not cool." Yeah. Um, well, did you have? Do you have equipment at home? <laughs> well, so here's the thing. If we go back. This last year, since, okay, so I used to own gyms here in Austin, yep. Fish and Expo, okay, sold those gyms recently within the last 18 months or so um, because Paleo Effect took off and trying to be involved in two different businesses, good problem to have, right? Yep. Two businesses that are rocking and rolling, got to give one of them up. Yep. Okay, so gave up the gyms um, just because I, I felt like even though my heart is in the gym business, I felt like I could more positively affect more people through PaleoFX in the long run than I could with the gyms. So, sold the gyms to a very, very good and dear friend of mine, Bo Alexander, um, who renamed the gyms to Adapt Fitness. And thank you, Bo, for taking over, taking over the reins and doing that. You're doing a fantastic job. So, Keith has either been in a badass military gym or a collegiate strength and conditioning facility or owned his own gyms since 87, something like that. Nice. <laughs> so I have not set foot into a Globo, set foot into a Globo gym since back in the late eighties. Yeah. And I <laughs> shocked when I went back into it. I was like, what is this? <laughs> what is this place? Um, but it afforded me a place to lift, yep. right? And um, Bo, thank you very much. Bo allowed me to keep a key to the gyms, but it's it's just kind of weird. I don't own the gyms anymore, and I don't want to impede, right? The, the clients sure. consider yeah. it's my gym. It's not yeah, my yeah, gym. Yeah. So um, I, I do go there every now and again on the off hours and such. But I'm spending, long story short, I was spending more of my time in a, a global gym atmosphere, which took me a little bit of getting used to, but I quickly you know, kind of fell right back into that. It's very convenient. It's close to my house. It's easy for me to go. I'm a busy entrepreneur and I've only got 45 minutes. Let me run up to the gym, do some heavy deadlifts and dips and come back and get back to the grind. Well, I fell into that like over and over and over and over yeah. and over. <clears throat> so it took coronavirus. Thank you very much, Corona, for doing this for me to break me out of that mold and to make me do something different, which was awesome. And I feel great. So yeah. So you're taking the good out of a situation. I mean, the same thing. I yeah, just take the, you just, you, it, and I say this all the time. I'm going to pull the jujitsu on you, man. You are <laughs> not going to get, I'm going to use all of, all you coming at me, and I'm just going to flip it right around. So. I, I honestly thought about this before I joked, and I was like, all right, honestly, if anyone was going to get it, I was like, would you think it's Keith Norris? And I was like, come on. There's no way that virus stands a chance against Keith Norris, dude. Like, there's just no way. And yeah, just totally, totally flipped it around. Um, the tight relationships that we have here in Austin um, with our 
their yeah. closest friends became tighter. Yeah. Right? I mean, it, it, it just solidified. And I thank the virus for that. I thank, you know, and but I will rail on the political class and the 1% and mainstream media. And I'll, I will rail on them. But thank you to them for doubling down on the people who are just now starting to wake up and question, you know, just that first act of questioning. Do I think that I am being told the full story? I don't care where you go from there. I don't care if we have totally different points of view from there. But did you at least question that? And I think for a lot of people, this is a time period where they're at least questioning it. I don't know. Am I being told the full story? Might there be some conflict of interest between the 1%, the political class, and mainstream media? Maybe. I don't know. I've got my my ideas. Yeah. But so many more people are at least asking that question, right? That's – that – that is snake energy in the the Peruvian uh, mythology. The snake energy is like waking up to uh, to your surroundings and kind of looking around and going, uh, wait a minute, I don't know that this is exactly what it's all made up, up to be. Let me ask some deeper questions. Um, snake energy is what Michelle and I had back in 2008 when we actually was before that. It was around 2005 and we, we kind of woke up to the American dream. We're like, uh... I don't know. We have the big cars. We have the massive house. The kids are all in the best schools. Why do? Why are we dissatisfied? We have zero reason, according to everything we've been told in our upbringing. We should be just freaking giddy yeah. right now, and we're not. Why? Why is that? We have everything. By every metric that we were ever raised under, we have made it. Not just made it, but made it by 10. So why are we miserable? That was our snake in. That was us waking up and going, well, maybe this is all a charade. I don't know. Maybe maybe this American dream thing isn't what it's made it, you know, and that just started opening up questions. Um, And thank you, coronavirus, for being the catalyst for so many people to wake up. And and, and again, and believe me, people do not have to come to the same conclusion that I do. And in fact, I love it when people don't come to the same conclusions. I love to have me, me talking to Keith in the mirror. I mean, that doesn't do me any good. I like to have banter. You have some debates. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I want it to be meaningful debate. I want to know that you questioned and you did your homework, you know, and now let's have a debate. I, now let's have a discussion. How many, how many debates and fights have you gotten into? Not many, you know, and so here's the thing. Not many because <laughs> I, either, and I don't want to say this, either I intimidate people to where they won't question me or they think like I do and it just it's just kind of a, yeah, yeah, you know, I agree back and forth. Um, it's preaching to the choir. Right. But I genuinely, genuinely, I love nothing better than for someone that I know who has done their homework to make me question my narrative. I freaking love that. Yeah. I love it. I I love it way more than someone that goes, oh, yeah, I agree with you, dude. Totally. Okay, cool. (laughs) Yeah. I do. Because you know why? That's one of the hardest (laughs) things to change on someone. Yes. You change a mindset. You can change neuroplasticity on someone right then on the spot. Right. That's why they say with politics, religion, even this shit nowadays with right. Corona and all, it's like you just 
something you don't bring up unless you want to get down that rabbit hole. The thing is, it's 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 really hard to change a belief. You can change an idea, right? But a belief is so deeply embedded in you right. that you're willing to die for it, right? And you're like, and that's the crazy thing about it. And so if you can literally show me something, that's what I'm saying, connector. You get in the room with someone smarter than you. It's not that that person's IQ is higher than yours. Right. Right? Because I met plenty of successful people that never even graduated past the sixth grade. Like, yeah. you can't tell me that. Right? The idea is to say, how do you apply real-life skills and adaptable street knowledge to the betterment of your personal position? Right? The idea is that you put people in a room and you network. And you say, all right, teach me something. Show me something. Well, did you know this? Right. This philosopher wrote about this. That sounds interesting. Tell me more about that. And you say, well, young man, usually, right? It's like, I don't believe you because this is what I've seen before in my past. Mm -hmm. And if it's something where your jaw just drops, you're like, wow, I'm short-sighted. I have a revelation. Oh, my God, my ego is not as big as I think it is. I'm way smaller than this because I was wrong. Or maybe I was wrong because it's just another way of thinking and I'm basically narrow-minded. Dude, and we, we need those interactions yeah. because the, the biggest benefit of being in a relationship, whether it's a marriage, close friendship, whatever the relationship is, the biggest benefit is that it provides a mirror back to you, right? It provides – if, if it's working sure. properly, it provides a mirror, and it's a mirror you wouldn't otherwise have. And, but that mirror better be well curated, right? Because it, it can go south, it can go negative, it can go a lot of different ways. But if you, if you curate the people around you, your closest tribe, to be that mirror for you, that is phenomenal. Yeah. You, you guys know Todd and Cole Whitty? Yeah, of course. Right, okay. Beautiful mirrors, yeah. right? Beautiful. I have learned so much from them, from them through them. Because they act as that mirror, non-judgmental. Mm -hmm. So you can tell them anything, and they won't even freaking flinch. I mean, anything. Because they've heard everything. Because they've heard everything. <laughs> yeah. And it's just their nature to not yeah. be judgmental. Yeah. Um, but if you ha if you cultivate friends like that, and Ta and Cole and I don't see eye to eye on everything. We sure. respect each other one hundred percent, but we don't see eye to eye on everything. Sure. So we can have the deepest conversations and get the most. I mean, we can go anywhere very, very deep. Just really, really edgy subjects. But you don't have to agree with it. You just you say, I, I see your point. Yeah, I see your because point. Because that's totally. the beautiful thing about it. If you have an honest debate and you say, bring me your side of the story, let's do it. Right. Here's a crazy thing. So throughout this whole mess, I was looking at vitamin C. Paul, Linus Pauling mm -hmm. had a two-time Nobel Prize winner, the only person in the history to have two unshared Nobel Prizes. It's incredible, right. right? One of the smartest men to ever live. He wrote a book about vitamin C and the common cold. And he did a study. Said the whole reason that I think vitamin C is so great is because we gave it to a bunch of people in high-dose vitamin C. Uh, IVs. Uh, IVs. Yeah. And so we gave, uh, we gave it to all these people, and you know they got better. A lot of their symptoms and everything they were dealing with, they got better. Like, it obviously benefited them. Right. And so he wrote about it. And, and research back to Research. Like, it was there, right? So... The Mayo Clinic questioned it. I don't know why. They just decided to do it, right? So they questioned it, and so they said, well, if you're going to question us, why don't you go and do the study and prove us wrong? Mm -hmm. So they did. 
did a study, but the way they replicated it was they did oral vitamin C, mm -hmm. and they did low-dose IV vitamin C. And so they had a public forum and a debate. Linus Pauling goes up there. It's like, all right, so what are we debating here? All right. Obviously, this is not exactly what went down, but I imagine. He's like, so what's the deal? He's like, all right, well, we reproduced your results, and they're flawed because the way we did it, Mayo Clinic saying this, uh, is that we got different results, and you're obviously wrong because our results are now well, confirming you, that you're wrong. Because you didn't replicate the study, right? But, right. but the thing is, like saying, so Linus, you're, you're wrong. Right. And Linus goes, well, let me see that study. Oh, you didn't even do it the way I did it. You did the oral, and you did the low dose. I did just high dose IVs. Like, what, what's the Like, what are we debating here? Mayo Clinic's like, no, like, that's not how it went down. You're wrong. We're going to discredit it. They had two separate debates, from what I've read, that said this. And Pauling basically is just like, I don't understand what we're debating here. Like, you didn't do even the right. right thing. The idea is, like, if it's one of those kind of where it's like ignorance shows up, right, that's a whole different right. story. Right. Or, an agenda, it, or an agenda. Or an agenda, right? But if it comes to the point where you're saying, well, let me show you. We did the exact same you know, way you did it, but we got different results. Here's how it – you know he'd be open-minded and say, well, let me see it. Like, okay, let's see. And, okay, I guess you're right. Like, maybe you – like, there was a, a flaw right there. We could have changed it. <laughs> To have that kind of conversation with people, you will go down to the point where if you have to keep yourself in check, you won't get mad at that person. Even if they say you're wrong, like whatever you're saying, so I love you, but you're wrong in this right. case. Like you're just – you won't say that to someone. And I can imagine even that conversation you have with Todd is you're not going to say you're wrong. You're going to say I don't agree with you. And, and because, because the uh, precedent has been set with us two that – our discussions center around an honest discovery of whatever the truth of the matter is. Yeah. Your truth. That's our that's our north star. Yeah. I want to find the truth. You want to find the truth. You're coming at it from a different perspective than I am. Can can we both get there? We're, we both want to. Yep. We, we both agree we're not there yet, and we want to get there. I want to help you. You help me. Let's figure this thing out. Well, that's the journey. That's yes. That's exactly. The, so that's the thing. The tribe. I look at y'all as this. Y'all are going to help me along my path. So it's incredible because through the beauty of our network is that we've met some of the most brilliant minds around the world, mm -hmm. right? And they come to us for problems, like the same problems that everyone else has in health, right? I'm tired. I got low mood. I can't right. lose weight, all that stuff. Can't poop. Can't poop, <laughs> can't poop. right? That is a, a big problem. One. That's a serious problem. Very, very common. If you listen to any podcast, you can hear us talking about poop all the Luckily, time. Luckily, that's one that I don't have. Right. Yeah. So, Clockwork. Right. So when you have those types of issues, you That's look, true health right there. Yeah, that is true. That is true. That is true. It's true so, happiness for sure. It is. So if, yeah, if yeah. you have those types of, of, of ways of looking at health, you're trying to address it. I say, all right, we feel very fortunate that people come to us and be able to, to do these things. And in return, like I floated last night, or right? I got to do the flotation device over at Ocean Lab, which nice. was great. And so uh, the room was, was awesome. It's a tank, I guess, when you say a room, a cabin or whatever. And uh, like that to me is very therapeutic. It was my best float yet. Like it was awesome. I only did half an hour, but it was like Jealous. deep. It was awesome. I did a sauna a little bit before too. Nice. So yes. to me, this is one of those detoxes, the breathing. The relaxation, the time that that's me, that's my personal focus. And and I say the people who are in the entrepreneur mindset, they basically take care of themselves in ways that other people don't understand because if they're not good to themselves, no one else will be. But then if they're better to themselves, they're better people to others. Yeah.
the entrepreneurs that are in our, in our circles do that. Is that, tell you am I in a bubble? Am I in a bubble again? Yes, the entrepreneurs that are in your circle absolutely understand that the health is the basis of their success. And without their health, they've got no success. But I can tell you outside of this circle. No, it's grind, right? It's, it's grind. grind. Yeah, it's the Gary V mentality, right? And, I, and, and so here we come back to Bruce Lee. Do I totally discard everything Gary V says? No, nope. of course not. Nope. I get it, man. I yeah. get it. I, because there was a time when I had to grind 24-7. You know, yeah. hustle, 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 grind, grind, grind. Um, that didn't last forever, man. And how he's and it won't kept, last forever. And it won't. It can't. I mean, you just, you, the physical body breaks. How he's been able to keep up what he's been doing, I, I don't know. It, 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 maybe he will go forever. I don't know. Maybe he is the anomaly. But I'm saying... He is an anomaly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Even that he's lasted this long, he's an anomaly. So what I would hate is for a young entrepreneur come and hitch his wagon to the Gary V, right? Sure. And say, 24-7, I'm just going to hustle and grind until it gets done. Yeah, that's, that's a good meme that looks good on Instagram. But, dude, you've got to have a way to take care of your health first. Otherwise, you're going to crack, man. Yeah. I mean, you're just not going to be able to do it. And I hate to see that, and I've seen it happen. And again, not so much within our bubble because our bubble gets it. Yeah. But outside of that bubble, dude, it is one after another, just bam, bam, bam. Um, yeah, it's it's tough to see, and it's um, and again, I love Gary V. I love Gary V. stuff, and there's a time and a place for that. But what? it just, if you try to do that on a foundation of work. If you try to do that not on a foundation of health, train wreck. If you do that on a foundation of health, yeah, it's tough to keep up, right? So it's just, yeah, uh, go easy with that mindset, well, I guess. Well, I guess the way I look at it is with the entrepreneur that burns and crashes. They, they do come in. We see it. But right. we just know this is what it takes to withstand that. Right, And, yeah. and mm -hmm. so it's, it's something you build on. And it's weird because... Well, but you prepare for that. I mean, if that's the plan, then you prepare for that, right? Because well, sometimes I'm like, I'm going to grind this weekend, but this is what I'm doing to make sure that I can grind this well, weekend. Well, it's just right? like applying it in that principle <laughs> yeah. because you apply it in another aspect of your life that same way. Yeah. If you say, I want to get to this point in my workouts, I'm not going to get there for just one week. Exactly. I have to plan this out for the next 60, 90 days, what my next you know routine looks like, what my next body this weight is routine is. It's a support system, It's a right? support system. But then why don't you do that with, you know, like not only your health but then like your finances your mental wellness like your meditation yes. like the, the podcast we had this All morning the guy was like hey do we 20 minutes right now is basis you know but if i get up to 60 minutes a day like that's a good day right, right. And i'm thinking like that's awesome but that doesn't mean one week of him getting there right because once you get there then there's a level to it right understanding it. another thing you bring up bruce lee so i did hear this about him too he said he used to love to master uh one signature move because he would take the blends of everything, he'd master one move, and he would take the most powerful move out of the blends and master that one. Yep. And it was crazy because he says if you could master that one move and you're the master of that, then no one can beat you. He always said, you know, that the, the opponent I fear is not the is not the opponent that practices a thousand punches one time. It's the opponent that practices one punch a thousand times. And that's to your point, yep. right? Um, get very very good at a 
narrow set of tools, I guess is the thing. And then, so, and everything's a contradiction, right? Because then he would come back and say, essentially, kind of the E.O. Wilson thing that specificity is for insects, right? And so... What I what I got from Bruce Lee was an eighty twenty type of thing, yeah. right? Here is my here is my tool belt of the things that I am freaking a master in. Yep. That's the twenty percent, and here's the eighty percent where I'm pretty damn good, right? Yep. And where that balance is, I don't know, man. That's part of the journey, right? You got to find that balance yourself and the tools that what you're gonna own. I think about Bruce Lee as one of the OG biohackers. Because I remember reading about him that this is, but this is the mentality. This is the endurance, the entrepreneur, the burnout and crash right. mentality. He used to, in between sets, that basically on the set, in between shoots, um, he would hook up the TENS unit to his stomach and he would have, like, that basically contract his abs. He was so far ahead of his time. Right. And so he's yeah. like, I get a workout in while I'm reading my lines, practicing for the next scene. Right. And I was like, that's genius. So, like, all this stuff that I heard before, when I was like, he was doing that way before, you know, and and before it was even anything. And he learned about food. I read him about, like, he knew about diet, nutrition, how to condition for himself. And all those things are important. And I look at it in a sense of going back. He was back, funny, right? I mean. Wasn't he funny? I don't know about that part, but. He had a sharp wit. I mean, I, I sound like I know him, but, and I only know him through his written material yep. and yeah. through, like, interviews that I have seen of him. But he. Seemed to have a pretty sharp wit. I mean, he was pretty. He was I guess pretty with yeah, it, man. For sure. <laughs> Another thing that he was kind of very, very early on was he understood he understood speed and power to derive from the ability to relax the antest- the antagonist muscle group. And that, and when I was a kid, I was like trying to figure that out. You know, I was trying to piece all this together, and I'm like. Speed and power comes from the ability to relax, and I couldn't figure it out for the longest period of time until I had a track coach at one period that essentially said the same thing. Speed and relax. Right. So it's the it's the so in track it would be the turnover ability. Right. You have to be able to turn it on, bam, hit the ground, foot strike, and immediately relax to get the turnaround. Oh uh, yeah. So well, because it's it's holding you back. It's holding you back. It's, yes. It's Internal not friction. If you're like it's like a, it's, it's like a wheel, a wheel pulley. That's yeah. kind of, right. So it's a yin and a yang theory. It's action right. reaction and chemistry and all that. So uh, we talked all this week about glutathione. Mm-hmm. So you, like you got that in your shot, which is cool. Nice. And yes. so um, the glutathione is a necessity because it's an antioxidant. So mm-hmm. in the free radical world, you have metabolism. You break down sugar for energy. In order to do that, you have to break down and you get free radicals production. Mm-hmm. If you get enough free radical production, there's a ratio. If you have too much of it and there's not enough glutathione in your body, then the free radicals win, cell damage occurs. Right. Yeah. Right. And that's disease. That's it. That's that's what happens. That's right. how any type of disease. And the ratio, the pulley, the aspect of it, well, it's a necessity, right? Just like inflammation. Right. Inflama- there, you need some inflammation. Yes. You just don't need a whole lot. So there's a give and pull. With, with anything, I think you have to understand that there is going to be that exertion of overexertion. Like you could do your events and you realize I'm going to be exhausted the next day. You come over to the booth and say, hey, guys, y'all got to help me out before I, I, you know, I, I crash tomorrow. Like, you, give- it, it just for, so everybody out there listening, Michelle and I, when we hit the floor at Paleo FX every morning, 
Where's the first place we stop? <laughs> it's it's <laughs> true. It's honestly that's not a testimonial. That's it. Yeah, we go to the health bar and you get you get your vitamin shots, you yep. get the vitamin drinks, all that. And, and well, it's it just true. made sense, right? Because people made it a routine, even like or or even a ritual, if you want to call it that. Instead, but like there was quite a few people that were running booths. So was like, well, let's just stop here first. Yeah. Because we're about to be loaded with like back to back to back to back people asking the same freaking question, and like I love saying it because. You know, it's my passion, it's my product, but at the same time, it's repeating the same thing. It was thing good to see you guys as busy as you were. It was, yeah. It's the most incredible thing. I tell you, from having to pitch yourself, right, from this true business. Like, here's the other thing. I remember I spoke to Michelle after uh, the last event, and I was like, I, I just thank you for what you've created. I get to pitch myself, and not pinch, but pitch myself right. about the idea of what me and Baldo have tried to create. We are the typical American dream. Mm -hmm. I pulled him out of Houston to come to Austin and work on an idea that's never been done before. And I had no idea how I was going to pull it off other than I had the will, the passion, the determination. I needed someone with the like-mindedness. I said, Baldo, you, you down? Like, you willing to do this? And he's like, yeah, I need a challenge. Came in. And we started that journey. And it's cool because we... We started off from very humble beginnings, and it grew. And then when we go to something like PFX, it's like we get to see our idea come into fruition, and you get to pitch it like a broken record a thousand times over, and it's the first time every time for someone to hear what it is you're doing. And you get yeah. to pitch it to people who get it. And get yeah. it. And here's the coolest thing about it. And I don't know if we've even talked about like our experiences when we actually go to PFX. The truth is I've never seen a speaker because I've been working the entire time because I'm working the entire time. So this last one was crazy. So we gave shots, right? And we had that curtain that was back there. Right. Remember how the curtain was just barely yep. there? There was this much space, like hardly anything to give the shots, but probably gave hundreds of shots that day. I'd pull my head out just to see, like, take a breather. there. And Paul was like, get back there. You got a line out here. Like, right? you know, like, so, but I probably, so bad, yeah, though, so, there was a line. Right. It was just crazy. It, it was, was cool. awesome. And so when I would get done and I was like, okay, am I good? They're like, yeah, you got like five minutes. Go do what you need to do. So I need to go to the bathroom and I go walk around and go say hi to our friends. Hey, good to see you. Because they're like, come to our booth, come to our booth. I'm like, I know I'm going to be there. You know, I'm going to, so I'd go and say like, check it out. Okay, cool. I tried this and all that. But the best part, Keith, is that people would show up and just drop a 20. It's like, someone told me to give you 20 bucks and you make me feel good. That was uh, the coolest part. Yeah, and people got that. That's about right. But the thing was, <laughs> they didn't know it was me doing it because we had all our staff up front, our yeah. friends. And then by the time they got to Baldo, he was right outside before, before they saw me. So by the time they got to me, they're like, so who are you? I was like, well, I'm the nurse practitioner. And they're like, oh, Okay, so this is all like legit, right? Like, you know, like, like, yeah, we're doing shots and IVs. I'm a nurse it's practitioner. Like, legit, this yeah. is legit. Well, like, like oh. they gave us the money and everything. <laughs> yeah, it's like, what's going on? And so they're like, so then there's a lot of times it was so fast paced that they're like, yeah, give me a feel good shot, give me a whatever. And like, well, what's in it? And I'm like, oh, well, they, they, they told me, but they're like, yeah, but I forgot. Well, can you explain it again? So I explain it all over again. They're like, well, that sounds awesome. Tell me more about like. All this, and then Ball's like, dude, you got, like, we got three more people. Like, you got to get them <laughs> out of here. Yeah, and so enough of that over and over again, you perfect your elevator elevator pitch. You do, indeed, yeah. You have 20 it's seconds. the only way. You have 20 seconds to say, okay, tell me who you are, what's your name, what do you do, why should I care? It's awesome. Yeah. It's awesome because now, here's the thing, because of almost places like Pale Effects, and he's done events his whole life, it's like someone comes up to me, he's like, so what do you guys do? 
I love that. I love it. I mean, doesn't that make you feel good, right? Like you hear that, like, so what do you do, Keith? And you're like, here it is. And you say it 10,000 ways, but it's the same approach. I do this, this, and that. That sounds awesome. Tell me more. Okay, cool. And I got your attention. If not, they're like, eh, what? You can kind of feel it. I'm not going to waste my time. But it's more like, oh, that's cool. Well, tell me about this. And the next thing that they're going to say, you cut to the chase, right? They're like, it's either a really cool follow-up or it's something interesting that diverts the attention of something else. And then you connect on another level. But at the place like Paleo, everyone got it. So the follow-up questions were like, okay. How much can I do? Well, how much can I do? <laughs> how often can I do this? Where can I find this? And all this, like, you should be here. You should be. I'm like, who is this? Is this your deal? Like, how did you start this? Tell me your story. That was the number one thing. Tell me your story. And I'm like, oh, you have time? Yeah, I have time. My story is my best friend. People people connect to stories. We, human beings, I mean, that's part of how we got to where we're at right now, through story, right? Um, that's how people react. That's how people connect. Um, that's how we live life. I mean, we create a reality, in fact, from our own internal stories, right? One of, one of the things that... Um, yeah. One of the things that I ask myself just about every day, I try to do this and I put myself on the spot. I say, I pick some sacred cow that I, that I hold true to, um, say it's animal proteins that I think animal protein, this is one I did very recently. Animal proteins are very, very important to human health. That's one of my sacred cows. I believe that, but I will question it. I'm like, okay. Who told me that story? Where did I get that story? Do I still believe that story? Can I support that story? Can I, you know, can I argue for it? Yeah. Um, but I think it's a very important practice to be able to go to do that. And this is to piggyback off your, off the story saying we live by stories. And if we don't have the right, if we're not living by the right stories, we can get train wrecked really quick because those are the things that just, that is what our subconscious runs on when we're not, you know, that 5% of the time when we wake up and course correct or whatever. Yeah. When we're going along our day to day to day to day, when I drove here um, earlier to come here and I'm just, you know, listening to my Leonard Skinner station. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's how I decided to roll the day. Yeah. And I don't even remember how I got here, really. Yep. Right? Um, and it, it was just kind of a subconscious act. I mean, obviously, I remember drug, but, sure. you know, you automatically slow for the lights, you slow for the car in front of you, the turn, yeah, that, that, all that is just done. But you do the same thing in life in general. Yep. You live by the stories that you tell yourself constantly, constantly. You create you by the stories that you tell yourself. And I think it's very important to go back every now and again and go, is that true? Do I believe that story? Do yeah. I, who, who, first of all, who told me that? Where did yeah. I get, where did I get this idea? Who told it to me? Because the first six, seven years of life, man, we are sponges by necessity, just little sponges. That's how, that's the only way we could transfer as human beings that we could transfer a packet of culture from one entity to another entity and get that thing up and running so it wasn't a burden to the freaking tribe. Yeah. Yeah. had to pick up the culture. There's good and bad to that. Yeah. Right? In times past, when there wasn't a whole lot of gray area, it was all good, right? You had a functioning member of the of the culture very, very fast, and then they hit puberty, boom, and they're a productive part of the culture. Well, now it's murky, 
right? Yeah. You get all kinds of stories and crap dumped on you in that first seven years of life that may or may not help you. Yeah. Right. This is, this is all part of uh, plant medicine therapy work. All of that is to go back and tease that stuff out. Does it work for me or does it hamstring me? If it hamstrings me, now I've got a choice. I can either leave it where it's at and keep running that way, or I can say, screw it. I don't need that story. Done. Yeah. I, uh, do you know how how Elrod? Yes, I do. Yeah. yeah. Um, cool dude. Yeah, he's a, he's a, he's a Cutco guy, too. Like, I know he him from is, back in the right. He yeah. is, yeah. The, the, his latest podcast episode was How to Create Your Own Reality, and he mm-hmm. talked about... Um, the, you know the basically like he's been oh he was talking about in the episode about a time recently where he or whenever he shot that that he was feeling down depressed or whatever mm-hmm. and, and he talked about a journal uh exercise and it was the general exercise was like i want to write down and, and i did it t- this morning and it's like what are the common stories i'm telling myself right. that are not serving my attitude or my current attitudes right. and it's like you just write them down and then it's like Oh, yeah, I don't even really believe that now that I see it on paper. Right? Dude, like, I have so much. <laughs> I have so one of the things that I've had to really, really dive into, and this has been the last couple of years that, have, that I have really come up against, circle around my relationship with, um, with money and finance. Sure. Um, and I, you know, and, and, and I know now after doing a lot of deep work where those stories came from, right? So just very, very fast. My background is very, very uh, working class, very, um, we called it tool an hour, right? So if you think um, labor, um, oil field labor in particular, and there, and all that was involved in that, right? So my, my upbringing was, um, that was quote unquote honest work. Right, honest pay for or, you know sure. all, all, all of all of that, and a very high level of distrust for anyone who was wealthy, and sure. by my definition, a wealthy is not it, at that time was not anywhere close to what my definition of wealthy yeah. is now. Like he must have done something wrong. He to did get something that wrong? <laughs> screwed somebody. That's the only way you get there. Yeah. Somebody got screwed over. You know, it, it's. Serious, serious, serious scarcity mentality, the whole thing. Um, and that, and I didn't realize it, but that constantly stuck with me. And Michelle, too, because she's essentially from the same background, that just stuck in my mind, right? And what happens is, is you subconsciously put landmines in front of yourself to keep yourself from succeeding. Correct. Right? Because your body, physical body, does not want to be out of a line from that story that you're telling yourself. You want to be congruent, dude. You want to be honest. You want to do all of this stuff. So even though my mind might say, damn, I'd like to be, you know, living living high and doing all of that, your body will set up just roadblock after roadblock to keep you from getting there. Yeah, it was like Brian Tracy says, like, uh, your your brain wants to be right more than it wants to be successful. Yes. Yeah. And it's not a want to thing. It's going to do it. Yeah, right. right? Well, I mean, that's how it's wired. It's like, I have to be right about this or else we're going to (laughs) die or whatever. Yeah. And so yeah, it's it's a tough thing to go back and dig through that stuff and then go, okay, I see where that came from, got it. Uh, and next step, what to do with it? And it, it's, you know, there's a lot of different theories about what to do. Then I, my particular theory is it's not to like try to cut it out like a cancer and be done with it, 
that'll just come back to haunt you. That's kind of like doing the shadow work in the psyche that if you try to you try to squish it out, it's not going anywhere. It's a party. It's going to come back and come back sideways. Um, but the idea is to kind of like what I did with the whole coronavirus thing. Thank you very much, coronavirus, for busting me out of my rut. Thanks. Thanks for making me anti-fragile. I'm stronger now than I was before this whole thing started. There was a time in my life when scarcity was a no-shit thing. That was it. I mean, there, it was hard scrabble. And yes, thank you very much for giving me that attitude and the wherewithal to make it through that time period. But I don't need that anymore. I'm in a, yeah. I'm in a different landscape now. I don't need that. Thank you very much for everything that you you got me through that time period. Um, but yeah. I, I don't, I don't need that anymore. So, chill out. Take a yeah. break. Let me. Yeah, I'll say you no, you no longer serve me. And right? You no longer serve me. Yeah. yeah. And, and Kudos to you for, for being with me when I needed it. Because, yeah. yes, there was a time in my life when scarcity, you know, I could have talked abundance mindset <laughs> out my ass during that time and have been like, yeah, all right. The reality is yeah. you are scraping. There's not a whole lot of abundance right here. You are scraping. Maybe you'll get to a place where abundance is true. Maybe that will be your reality. Right now it's not your reality. And But the flip side was true. Now abundance is my reality. I'm freaking surrounded by abundance. Yeah. So scarcity mentality doesn't serve me, man. Yeah. There there are people that it serves. Yeah. And you know, kudos to them. You're gonna need that wherewithal. You're gonna need those skills. I don't need those skills right now. Um, I'd be happy to teach those skills to somebody who's yeah. because I'm I've been there, done that. Um, but it doesn't serve me. And that that could be anything, man. And I believe me, I've sat with people that have gone through. A hell of a lot worse than that. Child abuse, the whole, the whole thing that have stories around that that have to that have to go in and unweave that stuff. And you have a choice, man. I'm not saying it's easy. Doing doing that work is not easy. It's hard, hard work, and it is super valuable if you choose not to play the victim card, but you want to be empowered and move forward. Yeah. And uh, well. Yeah. I get it because what I look at now, I look at your friends, all right, you look at your friends and the ones that have lasted, mm. the ones that have lasted, there's a very special bond that you have right. with a friend. If it's a friend from when you grew up with, that's even more special mm -hmm. because that person has seen you change throughout the years. It's rare that somebody says it's still the same old person after all these years because to me, I'm thinking, how is that possible? How are you not growing as a person? How is your thinking not and different? And if it is, that, isn't that a sad thing? It is, because right. then I'm thinking, like, put that in perspective now. Would I make the same decisions now as I would when I was 21? <laughs> right? <laughs> Just a simple thing like that, right? No. That's, that's a horrible thought. That's a horrible thought. But you put into anything. What would my business relationships right. be like? My financial relationships? Right. Like, all those things now with the tools I have. Right. With the way I look at things, the way people have influenced my thinking, I'd say this is what I would do differently. And so it's never too late, but the idea is that we're all kind of along that same path again, right? And the connecting aspect is like, all right, so how would I view this next part of my life going forward? It's the same thing that like you did before, right? I'm going to do what's best to take care of myself. And I've heard people say, very successful people say, it doesn't matter at the end. Right, because it's your health right. and then taking care of your loved ones. These are financial people telling me this. Yeah, yeah well you want to take care of your, your other people. I hate to say it this way, but you want to take care of but take care of your family first. Right. Right. Take yep. care of y'all first because that's what it's there for. Well that's like it's the oxygen mask theory, right? You can't help anybody else until you help yourself first. Right? Yeah. That's 
you know, the oxygen, the plane's going down, the oxygen mask drops. What does the mom do? She has to take the mask herself. A few, a few. Yeah. So she can make it long enough to take care of the child, right? I think it's, I think that's entrepreneurs taking care of their health first so that they can take care of their immediate family and then take care of that wider range outside of them if they so choose to do that. Well, but it starts here. So I would not have this would not be a Keith Norris conversation if we didn't bring up plant medicine. So this oh, is yeah, a perfect yeah. transition. Into it, right? <laughs> so now you look back on it. You're a seasoned veteran mm-hmm. in a sense that you've seen many chapters of your life. Right. right? And you, you're not slowing down. Right. You're like us. We're in the same race to longevity. Right. right. That's essentially what it is. So now going forward, you're like, well, I got all this shit I got to deal with and it's coming out and I'm owning up to it. And I love what you said earlier. It's like, you got to own up to, you got to look yourself in the mirror and you take a reval of all the stuff that made you this person now and say, what is true? Get rid of it. Get put new stuff in if you need to. And then recheck yourself again. Five years is like labs, right? So when you look back in, you know, and you say, all right, what is it that you really want long term but at the same time when you're thinking about right now what's capable of you reaching a new level you have to kind of dive into your subconscious you have to rewire your neuroplasticity and if you do that you essentially have to go to the extreme right plant medicine is an extreme and Mm -hmm. it's not for everyone it's totally not for everyone but when you when you're kind of at that point where you're like your wits in and you're just like i'm in the same position that i have been I am listening to you, Keith, and I'm right. doing all this shit you're telling me, and I'm listening to you, Baldo, and the answer is not there. What am I doing next? You're like, well, there's this thing called plant medicine. <laughs> <laughs> right. and, and, and that is a step, and I'll back up and say that there's nothing magical about plant medicine. There's nothing magical about psychedelics. They, they give you what they do is they open a door to what's possible, right? And you can get there, and the, and the people that I have done plant medicine with, you can call them shaman, you can call them guides. people, whatever, <laughs> guides. A good guide will tell you, you know, you, you really don't need this. Mm-hmm. It, all of that's available to you. You can get to it through breath work. You can float. Mm-hmm. You can do all of these other things. What I think... The big thing that plant medicine has offered me is it's showed me what's possible. Yeah. It's showed it, it's opened the door and it said, this is in here. You can access it any way you want. If you want to come back the plant medicine route, hey, we're here. But it's it's open to you through breath work, meditation, yeah. all of these other tools. And I think anyone who is has played in this realm long enough will I don't want to say it's the the lazy way out, but in a sense, it is the lazy way out. Man, it's it is. Yeah, I don't have time for breath work. I don't have time to master that. I don't have time. Yeah. You know, to sit for an hour every day in deep meditation, uh, week after week after week after week after year after you know that that that, that all of that. Um, or your procrastinators like, oh, one till I do that. Right. right. It's just like, right. And so, why wait? That's so, do it right yeah. now. <laughs> and, and that's and that's the other aspect. So. Um, and I've, I've heard this from the other side, from people who have spent, Sam Harris, for instance, has yeah. said this many times. He's like, I spent years meditating, did one psychedelic experience, and was like, 
damn it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn it. It's that easy. <laughs> really? That's all I had to do? Yeah. Um, it's, <laughs> it's like, that's a hack, right? That is a hack. That's awesome. That's a hack. No um, wonder it's so popular amongst the. Yeah. <laughs> no, well, it I makes sense. It makes complete it's a, sense. But, but that is to say, there's nothing like magic about it. It's within you. So, yeah. yes. Is it a is it a shortcut? Is it all of these things? Th- that's the way I see it. Yeah. Um, so there's there's that. Just from but biohacking is a shortcut. Biohacking is a shortcut. All of these things are shortcuts. And my idea, and I, I kind of knew this going in many many years ago when I first took psychedelics seriously because there was a time in my life where I was like anybody else it was just the party scene right Um, but when I when I made the turn and started to look at these as you know and I wanted to do some deep conscious work and and dive in um, I I understood that concept because I'm kind of a I fancy myself a student of like uh, Buddhism and and other philosophies so I kind of knew the idea behind the meditation and getting to the same spot through through other avenues um but yeah it's plant medicines um ayahuasca in particular um and it's i think you kind of have to match the mode with where the person is at and what they're looking for and i think in the many years that i've been doing this i've become pretty good at being able to to match that up if, if that makes any sense of you know what well I, mean? I i like how you said it's it's one way to access what you really the end goal right. is right and i think that's true i mean i remember we talked to these guys you know in light pump right you know and we were saying like you got one way to do it you got like i was we were talking to someone earlier today and i was like we can we can mess with serotonin and dopamine that's not a problem. Yep. You want to get serotonin, dopamine up? Like we we got vitamins for that. Right. Yep. You know, bliss is yep. one of those things that we look at when it comes to increasing serotonin, dopamine. Oh, so speaking of which, no, so boom, oh, yeah, right there. Oh that's badass. <laughs> Just like that, product placement Just works. Like right? <laughs> so so Slenderella bliss is for everyone, but this is a serotonin, dopamine right releaser, and this is a booster. So if somebody were to say, I want more serotonin, dopamine then essentially they have the ability to function better because they're increasing something that they might be deficient in. Yep. And the creativeness, mine, like imagine tonight with, I know like every single time someone drops their bliss, I know that if you increase your serotonin dopamine, you're going to sleep better? Yeah, you probably will. But what if tonight your creative mind kicks in? For whatever reason. And it's not the idea that you're saying, well, I'm going to take a bunch of shrooms when I go home to be right. able to unlock my creative mind. It's like, no. Which I probably will. But go ahead. <laughs> there you go. So, <laughs> but <laughs> imagine imagine you stack this with it. Right. Right? And then you increase the serotonin. You're feeling good, but there's just a little bit of dopamine with it. So you're motivated with that creativeness to say, now I'm going to go write this down. Right. I'm going to take a little action with this. That's cool. Because when people explore those options, that's all they're looking for, the outlet, the way to continue to follow the muse for someone to say, hey, inspire me. I got so much creativeness over here just oozing out of my pocket with bliss, you know, like essentially give me something. Give me a canvas that the last this is crazy because the last time we saw each other was uh, Christina's event. Wealthy, wealthy. Christina Wise's event. And we were sitting in the back. Remember, Ani was was talking. Mm -hmm. And I'll never forget this, and you'll never forget this too. That one gentleman got really emotional. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't even know what the topic was because I walked in, but it was very somber. Everyone was talking whatever, and yep. it just said something like whatever, and he lost it. Yeah, he lost it. He said, I, I can't, I don't know how to answer this. I feel ashamed to be sitting here next to all y'all. And this is a, this is 30 guys, right, at least, yep, sitting on the most beautiful patio overlooking a creek. And it's a beautiful day, and he's sitting here saying, I don't feel worthy enough to be here. Which is a story he was telling himself. Which oh, is yeah. a story he was telling himself. Imposter syndrome, which is the second time we brought it up today. Right. And it's incredible because all of us have it. Yep. And yeah. that's what all came out. The most successful guys. He goes, I'm sitting next to a millionaire, and I feel ashamed that I don't know what I want to do with my life. And I could, and you, you look around the room, and everyone was just like, oh, here, like they're ready, like right. they sit up, and they're like, here, <laughs> like, they're about to, they're about to, and it's, and you're, if you didn't know any better, if this wasn't the right type of crowd, you would think people are getting ready to probably haze the shit out of this guy, and maybe like give him like crap for it, right? You're right, like who are you? Like get out of here, right? Because you imagine if you're in college, you're like you, you fucking, pussy. yeah, you're like, you don't know what you're doing. Get out of here, right? Get it, like, and you get him out of here. Yeah. This guy basically said, I don't know what to do. I'm lost. I need help, and I'm intimidated to be around y'all because y'all are intimidating men. He said this, right. intimidating men, and everyone looked at each other, all walks of life, tall, short, whatever, and we all looked at each other like, I am not intimidated by anyone in this room. If anything, I respect a lot of people. Right. We're all thinking this. There's 29 other people thinking this collectively at the same time this person's talking because our mindset was completely different where he was at in his time of life. Right. Getting to the point is that when everyone responded, I loved the response. I think it was Ron. Ron said, you're a canvas. How old are you? And he goes, I'm like 28. Right. He goes, oh, my God. He goes, dude, like, well, I would kill. I would kill. <laughs> if anything, you're exactly where you need to be. Yep. I would kill to be in this room, in this setting, yep. and hear everything from all these successful people, what they're saying, because they're going to tell you all the failures they did. And all your failures are experience yep. and how it gets you to the top. And that's life in general. I failed to get to where I am to succeed. I would love an opportunity to go back and try to do things differently. But I think we even said too, I was like, we're on that path for a reason, right? right. If you're at that point where you are starting over and you are a canvas, the opportunity is there to say, I can create anything I want. My life is in front of me. What do I want to do with this? So while you're sitting at home saying like, what could I create? You talk to another entrepreneur, you're like, damn, dude, well, how much time you got? Like, what do you want to, I got four projects I've been working on. Like, <laughs> you right. need some work? Like, I got to work for you. Like, let's create this though. But we create it together. One of the cool things we thought about is you have to create your own job for us. Hold your value. What do you bring to the table? That's how we really start. You said, you want to work for us? Create a job for yourself. What kind of value right. do you have? What skill set do you bring to the table? So at this time, I'm learning what kind of other skill sets that I need to be equipped in life, to be recession proof, right? I I bring health to the table, I know health, but what if I needed to learn like, you know, a little bit of mechanical work, plumbing? I don't know that trade, but imagine that maybe that trade still holds true, the apprenticeship, all that stuff, that's what still holds there. Right. So the idea of what we're sitting here on a Friday night talking about, you know, this is what something was told to me and it helped me get through this, it could help you. That's all people are looking for. That in that room was the coolest thing because I guarantee you when he left, I saw like three or four people come right up to him and say, hey man, what you you said (laughs) resonated with me. Whatever you need. 
someone i think remember some guy said you need a job i talk i know who's talking you said you do this you should talk to that guy over there yep. in the middle of the circle his in fact the next guy sitting next to him the first thing he said when it's his turn is i got a job for you you need to talk to that guy right there because you said you're in this and that was I, it that was it <laughs> they asked for help and it, that was probably the biggest lesson he could take away from that is dude be transparent Ask for help. Yeah. You need help? What are you looking for? Everybody is looking for something. Yeah. Everybody needs help. There's nobody there's nobody walking around in entrepreneurship that did it on their own. Right? Yeah. That's probably the biggest like self made, right? I'm self made, man. Yeah, you are. <laughs> yeah, you are. Um, yeah. Now, you may be self made in the in the fact that you put yourself out there, right? And that you asked and then you brought a team along and you all of those things, but it, and and I, I would say this too. Long gone are the Henry Ford days of of dominance in industry, right? So you could still say that uh, okay, maybe Jeff Bezos with Amazon and some of these examples of you know the big guys just coming in and crushing everybody else. Those are anomalies for the most part. Entrepreneurs now, it's all about connection and co-creativity that's how you make it and i used to think back in the day i i, I but see even phrase with, is hack me man it's a you, your network is your net worth or, or your net worth is your is network it, yeah, that's, that's a mlm thing right yeah, yeah. everybody's fucking true it is true, it is right? true it is yeah. so true and i used to be like get get the hell out of here well, well going back to the starbucks and small and small coffee idea like amazon does the same thing right because I used to hate, like, my example is, like, I never shopped online. And right. now it's like, well, Amazon makes it easy. But then it's now what I'm doing is, like, well, who else has online but that's not Amazon since I'm now used to buying online. Right. And so then I'll go and shop for other stuff. And, like, unless unless Amazon's, like, way, high, like way, way cheaper, right. then I'm going to – I don't mind spending 2 or $3 more and supporting someone else. But I, I would have too. never done that because I was not an online shopper. Right. But, yeah, so what Amazon did for most people was make the experience of buying online trustworthy. Yeah. And they did a great job at that, right? Yeah. I mean, fantastic job. Um, I am old enough to remember back in the day where it was like – this shit really gonna go through? <laughs> Am I actually gonna get a box in my front door yeah. if I, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, they made it. They made it just automatic. I mean, you don't even think about it. It's in your living working, room. Right? It's in your living room. Right. The it's reading day. your thoughts. Right. And telling you this is what you need to order. It's telling you what to order next. And now you just have to go. <laughs> okay. Do I want to support that system, knowing why? products on Amazon are cheaper than where they are anyway. Okay, else, right? so this so is part of the okay. I know the game they're playing. I'm an entrepreneur. I know how much that must hurt to give up my product at cut rate like that. Right? Somebody somebody's missing out a lot in that chain. Yeah. Somebody's yeah. hurting on that chain. I would much rather skip Jeff, go right to Baldo and go, dude, I'll pay you a few more bucks, man, but let's cut this guy out of the yeah. It's kind of funny you bring that up because Rogan this week, you see, he went on Spotify, and he got a huge contract to go on that they're exclusively. Go I think. Exclusively on Spotify. He did. I, I did. Yes, I did hear that he uh, switched platforms, but I didn't keep up much further. What's interesting that, about it is he automatically said, "Well, I'm not. I, we don't listen to Spotify because they don't treat. They don't give enough money to the artists. They don't pay artists. They don't pay artists, artists anything. So think about this: the creative arts 
uh, is basically what I've kind of been worried about, like the status of it throughout this whole deal. Because what are artists going to do? They can't tour. We already know right now releasing an album yes. is not going to make them a lot of money, right? So if they're not able to get that music out there, no one's really going to know what music's being created. So the streaming platforms are what everyone really uses after a while, right? right? So if they don't – if here's the here's where it's at. The power of it is that Baldo chooses to spend his money on Apple Music as opposed to Spotify, right? right. It's a decision based off of education, right? Right. And then you decided to form an opinion on it and say, I stand with this and say, I choose to vote with my dollar. Dollar, Right. Hello there, Vitamizers. I hope you're enjoying the show. Wanted to drop in really quickly and share what our July sales special is. For this month only, when you're listening to the podcast in July 2020, you can get 20% off any subscription for the life of the subscription when you choose an item to subscribe to on the MSW Nutrition website. That means if you go to our website and choose whatever products you would like to get on a recurring basis without having to come to the store and reorder it month to month, we just auto ship it to you every single month or whenever it is that works best for you. You choose your timeline. You get 20% off each of those purchases for the lifetime that you keep that subscription active when you start it this month. So if you've been eyeing one of those products or you've been using one for a while and you want to get a great discount on it for the life of your subscription, go ahead and go to MSW Nutrition's store right now. That link is in our podcast description and subscribe to whatever products you would like and we'll honor this discount discount code for the life that you keep that subscription active. Thank you so much for listening to the How Do You Health podcast. And here we are back to the show. And so the positive message out of all of this, 2008, right? 2009, Venmo, Airbnb, Slack, all developed. What's going to be created out of this, right? The idea is there's always a problem. There's always a solution, right? And the positivity is that if we look at all the things that everyone's always gone through, someone's always adapted, right? We're creating who knows what's going to happen next. I'm pretty sure that every time that we come up with uh, a, a positive way of looking at things, there's a way to make that grassroots campaign happen, and it happens with the consumer who has the power in all of this. Dude, the consumer has all oh, the, the power. power in the has world. Always. They just don't realize that they has have it. always had it. It's, yes. it's why it gives me hope in humans. Because if you are the consumer, no matter what the establishment, whatever the hierarchy is set up for, they still have to get you to buy that product. So unless they basically drag you by the arm with your card and swipe it for you, you're not going to buy that product. You're not going to buy this process this. You're not going to buy the five times bigger this, right? Yeah. And it's the educational piece. I have – this is one of the – there's a few – mantras that I beat over and over and over again with a Paleo FX tribe. One of those is vote with your dollars. Yes. That's the, that's, that is, it may be your only purest form of democracy left right now yep. is how you spend your money right now. You still have that choice. You do. So yeah. that is how you vote, right? If you vote for what you believe in and you don't vote for what you don't believe in, Right, so if cafe meat, if if that turns you off, I get it. it. Turns me off too. I don't put my money there. Yeah. Right. Oh, I oh. quote hashtag starve the beast is another one. I say you don't like cafe. <laughs> starve like the that. beast. Don't spend your money. I like that. I get it. You know, you you can call your congressman. You can do all this stuff on the on the top side pushing down. 
grassroots gets it yeah. done. Money Every spent time. gets it done. This is how civil the civil rights movement came about. It wasn't top down. No one in Washington gave a shit about civil rights. Yeah. They cared about it once the South started rising up yeah. and demanding change. Then it was like, oh, we got a problem gotta on change. our hands. <laughs> well, um, go back to the Starbucks thing. I, 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 honestly, I don't ever use Starbucks. I don't drink coffee, <laughs> but I love Starbucks. Well, you know, it's funny because he doesn't drink coffee, but I always bring coffee around. And I was like, smell this. And he's like, oh, that smells. Smell, I love the smell because <laughs> Starbucks knows that, right? Always make it smell like coffee, cologne, and all that Dude, stuff, right? I don't know if you ever go to Trinon down the street right here. but they have, have, yeah. They, they, yeah, they got some yeah. good coffee. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, so if you look at creating the opportunity for the other person, Starbucks knows deep down that they created the mom-and-pop shop to open up across from, which means that they have they to make sure. They created an industry. They created an industry, right. but they also meant that that has to step up their standards. Right. Right, because they know, hey, we can go across the street if you ever lower the standard of this Starbucks. Right. We can go right across the street and take our business elsewhere. Starbucks knows that. So, like, one of the things that he talked about in there is that this is incredible. Your mindset of how you approach everything is how you get people to buy into your vision. Right, as an entrepreneur, as a friend, whatever, I want you to loan me money because I got this idea. Do I believe in you? Show yep. me and prove to me, right? Okay, cool. I know this person enough. He's a friend. I trust him. I've seen him with other businesses throughout the years. I know that, mm -hmm. right? But Schultz talked about, he's like, when I interview people, the first two questions I ask are, what book have you read lately? Tell me about your family. He says that in China, he never envisioned that they would be so successful over there because they didn't know. It's a whole other dynamic. So they made moves to figure out how to adapt because they said they were they were failing at first. Right. They were not doing well in China. And in fact, they thought that was going to be the downfall of the business. The outside was like China is never going to go. You're never going to accept you. Money. It's tea. It's right. tea. Like come on, they don't drink coffee out there, right? right? You're going about this wrong. They made it work. They made it work, right? Because they did the right moves, they adapted, and it's incredible because- well, it's also a lot of attention to detail, right? I mean, at that point, he had the money to hire the people but, to go find out, like, how can we make But that work? details has made the difference, right? You said it, because what he did was he did this. He hired someone who is from China, who understands the mentality, marketing, whatever, and said, okay, you're in a tea business, all right? What you're trying to get is people to gather around tea. The family community is stronger, even though it's a one-child approach. It, the family is everything. Right. So one of the things you need to look at is the family as well, right? So when they have events, no matter what business it is, the family all comes out, is invited to, like, a, like business events. Right. And so Starbucks like, well, we don't have that. Like, that's a great concept. We should totally invite because then we get to see a, a reflection of our employees, who they really are defining who they are and if we understand who they are we understand that this is more than just a person more than just an employee this is a person who sees and is going to ride or die with you and buys into your vision and that's part of your tribe that's right. the people you take care of. that's why i said with corporate wellness we say how do we take care of our people they're doing so much for us right. i'm willing to basically take money out of my pocket to give to them so they have a better life because this makes my life better right Right. And that mentality is always looked upon from bigger businesses that have lasted throughout the years. Walt Disney, you talk about all the people that were Disney like employees. That was a cult following. Right. Right. To hear about all that. Right. You look at Amazon. They gave out money to people to quit their jobs a couple years ago. Right. And say, become a delivery service. Here's enough money to go buy a van and start delivering Amazon products. Right. Right. Qu quit whatever you're doing and do this. I mean, it's, it's, it's incredible, well, it's, right? It's, it's smart. And I think it's, 
if, if you come at it from the mindset of not that I want to sell a product, but that I want to, but that I have a gift to help humanity and I want to share it. How do I best, how do I best do that? Right. And that's kind of two different ways. And you could say, well, at the end of the day, you're still selling a product. Yeah. But the mindset is totally different. Me wanting to share what gift I have with you. I want to provide value to you. How can I best provide that to you? What does that look like versus what kind of marketing ploy can I spin up to freaking get you to buy my stuff, right? It, that's two totally different ways sure. of getting the same, getting the same, the same yeah. product out the door, if you if you will. I remember a conversation we had one time about PaleoFX and like the long-term vision. I said PaleoFX is not a protein bar. Right, it's not it's a not, house. Yeah. It's not a household mug. Right, it's not a Yeti mug. Right, right. It's not this really cool tank top I get to wear. I was telling to someone yesterday who was about to launch a protein bar. Uh huh. And I was like, oh, I know you got to meet. Uh, thinking about the Epic and all that right, stuff, right. right? And all uh -huh. stuff. But I was thinking like, okay, cool. I said, uh, well, here's my first advice. I said, uh, bootstrap it. Because if you bootstrap it, you build a grassroots man mentality, right? And you build a community. And you have to build a community around a brand. Right. The consumer. It's, like, it's one of the most important skills, right? Like to, to be able but to that's, do that. But you don't have a business without consumers. You don't have a Correct. business without people who believe in your product. Because if your employees believe in it, think about all the consumers who do are repeat customers. They believe in you so much, again, that they're willing to wear it on their shirts, right. on their shoes, have their kids wear it. I mean, think about it. I love Nike, not in a sense because I agree with all their principles, but because the idea that I know it's a quality product, mm -hmm. right? I, I know that every time I wear Nike shoes, it fits my shoe, it holds up, it's a good product. Anything that on that Nike symbol, anything attached to it is good. So in that sense, the community they've created, they didn't get to selling shoes by just simply just putting out that swoosh and say, just do it, right? The idea was just do it, man. Like, get out there, get off your butt. We're going to cater to that mentality of people who are go-getters, right? When you create a brand, like I was telling her for the protein deal, the community is everything. Yep. You can throw money at it, and people will see past your bullshit. They're like, yeah, whatever. I see you with their celebrity status putting out there. I don't want that. I don't want so-and-so selling me something on there. I want to know that it's real. Would my loved one take it? Would so-and-so? Would Keith Norris take this? Would right. he take, right? There's people that come in here like, would you eat this? Tell me what's in it. Right. No. Do you want it? No, I wouldn't eat it. If you're not going to eat it, I'm not going to do it. Right. It's cool because there's this standard that if you buy into it, then everyone else buys into it as well. We hold our standards to be up here. The business mentality would do the same. And when you set standards high for everyone, including yourself, you meet those goals and you want to try new ones. And you want to try, what else could we do? What else can I achieve? There was this point right before Corona that you and I and even Baldo felt this pulsating feeling. Yeah. In Austin of people who were like, we're ready for this change. It was happening. And we said it, right? That change was there. And I still believe that that heartbeat is still burning because there's authenticity and grassroots because the next big thing that takes over had to start from somewhere. Some guy's idea, some lady's idea, and it started from here. Spanx, Sarah Blakely, started yep. with $5,000. She said she went to a meeting amongst the high execs with all the people who had power, I and it's all guys. I just Sarah Blakely. So her husband is... I saw her Jesse. Jesse. I saw her husband at a, at a Lewis Howes event back. That's 
That's why I was thinking. Yep. I was like, yep. where was she? Where was she? Yep. Where was she? Yep. So, Sorry to sidetrack. Yeah. So she was saying she was in a room full of a bunch of guys making decisions about women's fashion. Right. And it's like, okay, that's been the standard. That's been the norm. I'm here. I'm disruptive. I'm doing all the things I way I want to do. And next thing you know, she's a billionaire because she did it her way. And I've told everyone who's ever wanted to start a business, I was like, man, it's a whole other ballgame. Your mindset has to be sound because you're going to take no. You're going to take rejection. You're going to take failure. You're going to be on a roller coaster of emotions and then some. Yeah. And just when you think it's great, boom, it hits the bottom, right? And then you're like, well, I got to get up tomorrow and make some money. Right. How am I going to get this business going? I'm in it. I just know getting out of it, right? I can either adapt or die. Right. And so when you're ready for that mentality, it's the ultimate like Green Beret mentality, like Marine mentality, Army mentality. Like you're like, all right, I'm ready for anything. I'm ready for prepare. My mentality is there. And I still believe that there's plenty of people who have that. And from a consumer standpoint, there will always be a problem that needs a solution. Somebody will come up with that. They need the tools to figure out how to do it. We don't all have the answers. We know that, but we can share amongst ideas like, well, when I had a problem like this, I did it this way. And that same story is passed along in 2020 like it did in 1920. Dale Carnegie is a book I'm reading right now. And I love his I love his books. It's incredible because it's timeless. It's timeless. And he's talking he, he's timeless. talking about Rockefellers and he's talking I mean he's the Carnegie Carnegie Hall like for right. crying out loud a hundred years later this book could be read and it's still saying this is how you talk to people in public he talks about Lincoln's speeches What's he talks about Roosevelt right Teddy Roosevelt right, right? Teddy, yeah, yeah right. for sure but he'll talk about him and say like Teddy Roosevelt hated speaking but it's a skill set he knew he had to master in order to become more successful right and so Baldo said throughout this whole ordeal he goes I want you to become a better speaker work on it i'm not great on it but i can i'm, I'm saying like i can start studying it and stay from the greats you can always get better man you can always you know it's one of those things and i've always been i've always been a person to say spend time doubling down on what you're good at because i think that's where the bang for the buck is yeah like if you're good at something freaking double down double down double down on it. this is what michelle and i have done with we have one skill I would say that's that's like oh that's a ninja skill and that is being a connector so we freaking double down on that now to your point I and this is a story I tell my this was a story I told myself so I've cashed myself I'm not a good public speaker and I had to backtrack and go nope who told me that story why do I yeah. believe it? you know yeah. I had to go back and rewind all of that stuff and start to build a new story on it. Now, I don't spend an inordinate amount of time on it, but I spend enough. Yep. I want to be a better speaker, yep. and I will get better, but I double double down on what I'm good at because that's that's like the exponential bang for the buck. Yeah. So how do I double down on what I'm good at? I'm constantly out networking, networking, building that Rolodex. Yeah. Right? So I could say that Rolodex is full. Let me double down on the public speaking thing. That is a path. Um, my opinion, not, that is not the best path, right? Be good at be good at what you do. It's an eighty twenty thing, man. I mean, it really is. Right. It really. So is. that's that's my. See, the cool thing with John is that he's already a good speaker, right? It says more like, how do you empower that? You just. Well, that's just well, that's like a skill set. It's like right. this. Like, so we have two boys, right? My wife and I do, and so like, 
whatever skill sets they start gravitating towards, we're going to encourage it. Right. Whatever that may be, right? I don't even care if it's ballet. If they enjoy, like, <laughs> doing it, then it's like, all right, cool, let's go do it, right? right? Like, you know, go out there and see if this is something that kind of creates and inspires, right, which is all everything we've ever wanted. I look at it from a from a, a business standpoint. We have the opportunity to create not only a product that does help people, but it could change the world. Mm-hmm. And every time that we go in with every meeting that we have, we honestly feel like we are changing the world because every time someone buys one of our products, they say, I'm choosing to vote with my dollar and I'm choosing health. Someone buys that for someone else, they're choosing to help someone else. Right. And it just, it's reciprocal. I remember this friend of mine, he's like, okay, and throughout this whole ordeal, we had this wonderful conversation because I was like, all right, if it hits the fan, I'm coming over to you, right? You know, like, that's <laughs> right. I know, like, you got it, you got everything I need. And he's like, that's cool. So we're talking, and I was like, well, how do you think businesses are going to look, small business? He's like, well, you know, like, the ones that are really good are going to stick around because they're reliable and they got the network and they got, you know, that's the thing, that network again, right? They right. got the clientele they know. And he goes, but if it's worst case scenario, what dwindles down with just five of us, we're passing money back and forth. Yeah. I mean, at least, like, at that point, like, we're keeping each other alive. He goes, right. if you're that good at it, you're going to stick around. Right. Like, you're always going to have a job at what you do. Right. This was a plumber telling me this, right? A whole different way of looking. And yet, every time I talk to him, I learn so much about business, and he's a master plumber. Nothing to do with health and wellness, but everything, Right business he tells this is what i look at blah 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 and he told me stuff i was like wow who That's taught you this it's good to get outside of your network man it is it's easy for us especially in austin being like the hub of of health and wellness entrepreneurship and especially like online stuff right digital yeah. offerings and copywriting and online market it's easy to get stuck in that bubble right but like you said i try very very hard to get outside of that bubble like i would love to meet this guy oh you would you would love we, oh you y'all would y'all hit it off we floated <laughs> the river last last time just an aside that makes me think of this we're floating the river with misty it was on her birthday i think and uh you know it was all the misty crowd it was yeah. all online marketing and yeah. you know yeah. this which is cool I, I love those people but uh there, there was someone's husband who was in the group, and I really didn't know the guy too well. And so, I, you know, I kind of floating the river, and I get my tube, you know, and I spin over to him. I'm like, hey, man, so what do you do? What's, you know? And he was a quiet dude. He's like, and he kind of did like he didn't want to say, like he felt out of place or whatever. He said, ah, oh, dude, I'm, I'm just an electrician, man. And I was like, what? That's <laughs> awesome. Like, Come here. Yeah. You actually work with your hands and do shit? Yeah. And like, build stuff and um and he's looking at me like yeah Yeah. (laughs) tell me like oh my god (laughs) it's been so long since i've talked to somebody who actually does that i mean i was like on him like glue Um, yeah and he's like it's nothing it's no big deal it's like but it it is but his out everything i mean different point of view right because it has to be it It has to be on point it has to work he's contractor he does this that and the other um Business in business, yes, but a, a like hands-on business and, and troubleshooting, troubleshooting, all of that. And I was just like, "Yes, thank God." A yeah. different discussion. We're not oh, talking. Yeah. We're not going to talk like, you funnels know what I and like marketing. To talk. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what I like doing. What I like to do is I'll sometimes look at another business and just go down the rabbit hole of what it would be to be in that world. 
Yes. I mean, that's like, just what does that look like? So much. Yeah. And you say, like, well, how would the angles be? What would the marketing be like? Like, who's your clientele? Like, because you'll be so fascinated. He said, like, well, one of the big things, of course, is apartments. Mm-hmm. Right. But he also said, like, well, you know, you can get the bigger contracts if you want to. And it might be like government agencies and all that stuff, too. And he goes, and you can make your money fine living off of doing that. He even chooses for some things. He's like, we've gotten so much business. We're turning down stuff because, like, he goes, it's not worth it sometimes. Mm-hmm. The place where I was at, I met this guy, and he's like general contractor, like you know, remodels all nice homes, like badass, right? And he remember he said this one time, this person wanted to do a remodel, throwing money either way, cash on the spot. I don't want to do it. Come on, do it. He's like, I don't want to do it. It's just, it's not worth it for what you're trying to do. I hate to break it to you, but it's not going to make this house more valuable it's just what you want for personal use right right? he's like yeah that's it okay cool then i'll do it still did it against the better judgment wound up being a big hassle down the road right and it's like after that i was done i didn't need this hassle my skill sets here i could do other things wound up building a whole new like community and a ranch and a retreat out there where we were at right and it's cool because he took that skill set knew he could do anything he goes i can go anywhere i can build a house i'll always have a place to live i just need a piece of land I can get some wood. I can create this. I can go do this out here. And so flash forward, we get to meet him. We get to talk to him. So they're running this business. And we had to talk simple things like marketing, email, list, SEO. Like it's the same with conversation again. Have you thought about this? We talk about email chains right. and email lists. And we're just like, it's so important to have that email list. Like that's golden. You guys know uh, Tim Francis? Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. of course. Of course. Okay. Have you been to one of his? Skylines? His, yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. Totally cool the way he curates that, right? Oh, yeah. Yes. Um, well, so, Tan was in here earlier. So it's, <laughs> yeah, Tan. I just saw him yesterday too, and I was downtown. Cool. It's a small world here. It's a very small world. It's a very small world. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's why they do the dinner parties that way, right? So they tried for your listen. They tried to get twelve people from twelve different uh, types of business, mostly entrepreneurs. It doesn't have to be entrepreneurs, but twelve different types of business. Put them together in a dinner party setting and pull the cork on it. And let them talk. And part of his, at the end of the, towards the end of the meal, he does what he calls the big ask. And he goes around the table and everyone gets an, gets an ask. It's like, this is what I'm looking for in my business. And it's cool because now you've asked a question in front of 11 other people who are outside of your area of expertise. Yep. So it's cross-pollination, and yeah. it's fabulous. This, by the way, is how I ended up on a 500-mile bike ride. Nice. Was, was that, was that? that? Yes. That's awesome. Yes. Of course. Of so, course it is. so Brian Massey, if he's listening, yeah. was, um, was there, and he was like, you know what? I really don't have any business ask. I'm, you know, we're good to go. But I do have a personal ask, and he said, I'm looking to do this 500-mile bike ride, and I need an accountability partner, and 11 heads turn towards me. That's hilarious. He's like, what weekend? (laughs) Well, I guess I'm your Huckleberry since I I just got voted in. Well, the funny Um, thing about that ask is that it doesn't usually happen that way, but they say it's the wild card thing because sometimes the response with us was if we have an ask, they would say, oh, you need to talk to so-and-so. Right. And this cool thing for whoever's listening, I'm telling you, there's a lot of thought process. There's a lot of intent behind this because there's a person there taking notes. Yep. And you say, like, sidebar, uh, I would say, for future reference, right. write down that they need to talk to so-and-so, so-and-so, and ask them to email me. Yep. So then after everything's done that night, this person emails 
everything. It's so well put together. And you get an email the next day of all the people who said, I will follow up with you if you follow up with me. Like, so that big ask they said was not necessarily business questions. It was personal things. Could be anything. Somebody says like, hey, I'm trying to lose weight. Mm Mm-hmm. Hey, uh, you know, I need this repair at my house. I've been looking for this contractor. Can yep. anyone come over and help me? You know, and it's the smallest things, but it's the biggest things. Yep. And I love, I love the concept because that night when we went, we knew three fourths of the people there. Oh, was that you? <laughs> we knew three fourths of the people there. And so we were sitting there. I was like, oh, this is really cool. But yet the extension of the network was there. They did it to a T, like even the calligraphy of our names. Oh, yeah. Right They're, on the cards, the dinner perfect. cards. It, it was, was perfect. It was very edi- – the etiquette Sorry. was perfect. It's it was, it was also looking for me. It probably is. <laughs> but uh, she probably She's like, oh, it. just go on Facebook Live. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, yeah, you know where we're at, Michelle. Come on. <laughs> It's probably like, well, give me a shot if you're there that long, right? Yeah, bring me a shot. Uh, so bring me a box of bliss. Yeah, yeah, right, like that's. But yeah, it's like it's really cool because you you were able to connect with other people, extend your network, and I remember this, and I don't know, not getting into politics, this was just straight business before he was, I guess, a politician. Was <laughs> I saw Trump one time on TV, and he was up on a on a newscast. Texter. Or not newscast. It was a talk show or something. He had just filed for bankruptcy. Hmm? And uh, didn't phase him a bit. And didn't phase him a bit. And yeah. so people went up there, and they he was talking very arrogant. I think the whoever's interviewing was like, "Well, how can you talk like that? Like you're you just went bankrupt, and you're talking like you know, like blah 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 and everything." And so people kind of like cheered at him, like a little bit. And he's like, "What? Like why? Why would you cheer that?" He goes, "I'm gonna be. I'm not worried about that. I'll be back on my feet in no time. Why are you even worried about that?" And they kind of booed him, like they because of his arrogance. Right. And he goes, "Here's the difference." I'm going to be back on my feet. That's why I'm up here and y'all are down there. They go, and so the guy's like, well, how can you be so sure? Like, how, what's going to make you get back on your feet? And he goes, what are you going to do? He goes, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to go to as many networking groups as I can find, and I'm going to start networking. And he goes, yeah. the networking groups I'm going to go to, that's, it's going to make it happen. And after that, everyone shut up because they all knew that he knows a lot of powerful people. Dude, this is why I have always said baseball is a great metaphor for life, right? You have your number four hitter, bottom of the ninth, yeah. two outs, runners on base. I got a runner on first and third. I just, I, I just need you to punch, punch that kid from third base. I just need you to put the ball in play. Essentially, that's all I need you to do. Fly out, <laughs> right? What is that guy get? He's a number four hitter, which means he's probably the best batter you have on the team. What's he going to do the next game? He's going to get right back in the box. Yep. Right? He's, he's going to get wind, that opportunity he's again. He's going to get the opportunity again and over and over and over and over. That's why baseball is such a great metaphor for life. Man, you, well, you get just the pitcher, 300, right? No, you get 300. 300 batter. Yes. You got to hit three out of ten times. That's a success. Right. And that's the crazy it's thing about it. It's a wild success. It's a wild success. It's one of the hardest things to do. Right. So <laughs> Baldo used to tell me for Cutco, he said, I pass out 100 business cards. And if I got asked how many callbacks, you know, whatever you get, he goes, one. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's what, I mean, it's, it's numbers, man. And you can't, and I think if, if we're going to wrap up in what makes an entrepreneur, it's knowing that, yeah. right? It's, you, it's over and over and over. And from the Buddhist philosophy, it's chop wood, carry water. What do you do before enlightenment? Chop wood, carry water. What do you do after enlightenment? Chop wood, carry water. You just freaking, you do it, and you do it, and you do it. What do you do before bankruptcy? You do your thing. What do you do after bankruptcy? You do your thing. Same deal. What yeah. do you do when you're the number four hitter on the team? 
and you're bottom of the ninth, two outs, and you got to run around third. All I need to do, I just need you to Give put the, the ball in play, dude. You do this all the time. Pop fly. Yeah. Nice. yeah. What are you going to do next time you're a bat? You're going to get right back in the box and do it again. Yeah. If you are a pro. If you're a pro. Yeah. yeah. If you're yeah, an I got, amateur, I got... you fold. Right? If you're a pro, you yeah, you know that's part through. of the game, man. That's through. part of the game. Yeah, yeah I remember. Losses. I remember getting into the point where, like, when I had like sales uh, or well, sales goals, but I would break them down to like, oh, I gotta press thousand buttons on the phone mm-hmm. to to hit that number. I was like, oh, that's I just have to do it this many times, and then it was just a race to like press the button that many freaking times. Dude, and I think <laughs> I think I was like, I can do that. I play video games. <laughs> people don't want to see that. Whether it's athletics, whether it's entrepreneurship, whether it's whatever man when i played football how many times did i practice freaking cover two in the transition between the two coverages over and over and over and over with different different schemes and it's over and over and but you got to do that because when you get in the game it's got to be flawless you got to be able to have a smooth transition between you know who's covering who where yeah and the only way you can do that is do the reps do the reps do the reps do the reps punch numbers on the phone get back in the batter's box it's it's bankruptcy yep okay what are you gonna do when you wake up tomorrow you're gonna go right back in network that's right this is like repetition is the mother of mastery or something yeah it is i mean it is and it's and and so i've i've always said um surfing for example right so I, i haven't surfed in a while but when i lived in north carolina i surfed a lot and the idea being that people think of surfing is wow check out that dude or that chick on that wave that's badass but the reality is that's like a fraction of the time a fraction of the time that you spend surfing what do you do the rest of the time you're freaking duck diving paddling out paddling out, and then you sit <laughs> yeah. yeah so uh, on your board you're looking back you're waiting for the set yeah well, not that one and you but you've got to love just sitting out there. on the board and floating and looking if you don't love that you're never going to get the wave Never, never. Yeah. It's not going to happen. Yeah, right. The got, wave you got. Right. <laughs> right. The wave you got. I I get it. Right. I I love it. That's actually was a, a child, TV show. I'll tell you some of those simple principles. I'm like, it makes sense. It's so true, man. It's it's all in that little. It's so if you don't love this, and, and I've said this too about habit change or any kind of habit. If you don't love the system and process you set up, you will not succeed, man. You got to love. The, you've got to love the the daily little things. You got to love that, or, See, or the big thing will yeah. never come. It'll never. That, that's got to be just like, yeah, and that was awesome. Yeah. But me just me spending eight hours sitting out just on the surf, just sitting out on a board, let my mind freaking wander, hanging out with friends, just smoking things, and just kind of <laughs> hanging out. It, it's dude. Yes. Yeah. And. Every now and again, the perfect set came in. Yeah, and it was worth it. And it was and worth. You remember it. that? If right. it, only, it happened twice, you're like, "These were the two baddest waves." <laughs> right. yeah. I wrote it, and it was awesome. Right. And we got to hang out there and talk, and I reminisced, and I did. I'm telling you, the biggest change I ever made in life was looking at the Pacific Ocean at the most beautiful sunset I've ever seen in my life, realizing I had a choice to be happy. Yeah. It took me going clear across the country. Staring at one of the coolest things my memory and brain has ever seen and will remember. And I was like, that's it. I can choose to stay in this position or I can choose to go. 
that fear of not the unknown, I didn't have a fear at that point. Right. And when you kind of live your life without fear, you can create and accomplish so much. And I think what's really cool about it is I knew from day one that you led your life kind of without fear. I like to think so, yeah. Um, At least with courage. Courage, yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah. yeah, so, it had, yeah, I mean, there are times we go into things that are terrifying. Um, I mean, I think of, of situations I was in in the military that were absolutely terrifying, but were also times in my life where I felt absolutely the most alive because every freaking sense was turned on high. Yeah. Right. And it's almost a drug. And it, I, I've talked about this before about the, I don't want to go down another rabbit trail, but it's the, <laughs> it's the flip side of PTSD. Yeah. Some people hit that situation and they do the, the way through that terror is to numb it, right? Just make it go away. Yep. Not, not, and, yep. and that's, that would be the PTSD side. Yep. The other side is the, give me more of that. Yeah. Because that made me freaking feel alive, right? And that's like, oh yeah, I need more of that. And so I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna put myself in situations where I feel <gasps> feel alive, like get out of your comfort zone. Right. And for and I think right now that can become a drug too. That that can go south just like anything else can, right? Because what are you gonna do to make yourself feel alive, right? Is it gonna be situational or is it gonna be amphetamines? Right. Yeah. So, it yeah. Can be, so you have to be careful. All of these things are like double-edged swords. They are it's dopamine. So dopamine swords. <laughs> me, that became okay. Um, what can I do that kind of approximates that life without a net? Yeah, it's entrepreneurship. Right. Hell it's yeah, life without a net. That's the most risk you could ever right. take is to and, sign you want to run your own business. Right. And you know, yeah, let's have an event company in the middle of uh, COVID-19. <laughs> God <laughs> <Make> bless. Like <laughs> you're like, okay, yeah. That'll make it's you like feel a like movie. It. It's like a movie. Like you see it just rolling in. Right. Like, oh, because it would. It felt like that right before South by because you knew like y'all were just like, shit, it's about to hit us. Yep. And it was just like, yeah, and there comes a storm. There goes South by and we expect a call here any moment now. <laughs> and there's the call. Yeah, there's the Damn call. it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And, and I know that there will be events in the future. They'll be there to different capacity. I don't I don't think of y'all as an event. I look as paleo as more of the heroes in the fight for the good fight. Thank I mean you saw on your it's on your shirt, change the world. Yep. Heal thyself, change the world. Your world might just be your body. Right? Cause some people that's all they want. If he could live in a tree house he would. I mean, if Baldo could leave in a treehouse, he would. I'm sure you would probably for a little bit, too, just because like, that's pretty cool, right? right I would, too. But if that meant that that changed your world because you lived in a treehouse for a couple months, think about it. Right. I met a guy. He said he lived on his own for three months when he was, like, 18, like, just in the woods. And he would, like, he would steal food when he needed to. He didn't right. steal a whole lot, but, like, whenever he needed just to, he'd go in yeah. town and go do it. Had a little BB gun for shelter. He's like, it was the coolest thing. I learned so much <laughs> in those three months. I yeah. learned how to survive. I learned how to do this. I learned how to do this. And he's like, it's great. I think everyone should do it. You learn a lot about yourself, man, and yeah. a lot about uh, what you, how little you really need to be happy is yeah. probably what he learned, right? Do you yeah. need all the trappings? No. No. And I think that's the issue. 
what one thing I noticed when we first got out of this, well, first started this, I said, there's going to be so many things that change. One of the things I hope for is that we don't need to take on too much. You said the big house. We didn't learn the first time, right? right. Oh, wait. Like, why do I need 5,000 square feet? I just think I'm going to have to clean that house. I right. really think, or I'm going to have to hire someone to do right. that, right? And Baldo's always talked about living in a tiny home. And, like, we kind of stayed in this cabin last weekend that housed eight. Bathroom, a little kitchen, a little hot plate, and everything. I was like, this is awesome. Totally, like, man. eight people in here. TV wasn't on at all. Like, we had air conditioning. Like, we had heated water, well water, right, which was cool. But I was like, man, like, you don't need much. You don't need much at all. And so if you didn't have much and you're sitting there at home Saturday night, Friday night, you're like, what can I create? Right now, there's someone that's going to go home tonight and create, and they're going to write down. And they're going to write down something, and they're going to say, hmm, this is cool. I might come back to it later. I might keep writing, and you keep writing. You keep writing. You keep writing, and you create. And if it's simply just saying, I think this is how I'm going to stop this. This is how I'm going to improve this. I'm going to make a plan for tomorrow to get up early, and I'm going to go do this instead. Right? I'm going to plant a garden. I'm going to start my workout routine. I am going to start drawing again. I'm going to start a piano. He's learned to play piano. Oh, yeah. I learned that this month. I mean, you can learn to play (laughs) piano. It's not – it doesn't take anything but time. Right? And so as an entrepreneur, after a while, the time is probably the most – most important thing i i appreciate you coming over here for this time right it's friday and i really appreciate you spending the time we could go on for hours yeah right and i know we have been but we'll have to do a number four we'll have to do a number four i mean it's a continuation (laughs) i i love maybe we'll get some uh mobile stuff so we can do it out on the paddle boards oh (laughs) now we're talking we have yeah. to do it. I really believe this. If we, if we put it out there again, when you get the collective minds all in the same place again, that energy continues to thrive. It right. continues to grow. You can't separate it long enough. And I think that's what's been frustrating too because you're separating us from that energy that we right. need in order to keep thriving. And it's there though. It's never gone away, right? right. If anything, when it comes back out again, you're going to see people literally rushing to just hug one another. Yep. It's going to be – Yep. It's going to be epic whenever we are able to get back together again. Yeah. I just. Imagine like the movies, like you see the two sides like in battle, like they're all like right? slowly closing in, but just people running to like go hug one another. Like, yep. Yeah. And they do. And then, you know, they might gallop and right. they might, you know, like horse around and roll around. There's going to be like kids. It's going to be like this innate yep. ability to come out and enjoy life. And at that point again, maybe life returns to some sort of a normalcy, but there's no going back. It's fine. There's no going back, man. You you don't put the genie back in the bottle. Um, What's gonna be is gonna be. Humans are resilient. We'll find a way through. Hell yeah, we always do. I believe in humans, man. I believe in humans. I believe we're always gonna be able to pull through. So I I thank you again. Tell Uh, Michelle we said hi. for the people who are listening, yeah. if they did want to get a hold of you and see what Pale Effects is all about and they've never heard of you before, tell them how to find you. Yeah, real easy, uh, com is the site. Um, you can look at PaleoFX on the IG. You can look at Theory Number 2 Practice, which is my personal IG. Um, you can find me on Facebook, Keith Norris. You can find me at uh, Keith Norris on Twitter. Um, and you can look at at 
PaleoFX on Twitter. I mean, you know, all the places. All the places. All I, the places. I can't wait for somebody to throw like a Venmo in there. Yeah. Venmo me. So I was like, yeah, sure, that was cool. Yeah. Yeah. Venmo me at Keith Norris. Yeah. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Virtual tip jar. Right. <laughs> Thank y'all so much. Thank y'all so much. Thanks, man. We'll be right back.